I don't know about you, but we're feeling 2022. It had to be said, of course, we are the Shoot Brothers Podcast. We're happy, free, confused, and lonely at the same time. But as always, we are Mike the Shoot Shepherd, Cameron. Happy New Year, Osborne. Bang, bang. Happy New Year. You're right, Mike. I, 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 I totally forgot. I think I pulled out a Taylor Swift thing one time. <laughs> but, you know, I don't yeah, know about you. I... We are right. We are feeling 2022 already. Already. I mean, this, what a week to kick off. This is a jam-packed week. Pay-per-views, pay-per-view quality matches on TV, fucking mini New Year's Evil pay-per-views, lots of stuff going on. We have the New Year's Evil, we have the uh, New Year's Smash Bash. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> whatever, uh, whatever we're calling it these days, I still don't know. Yeah, and day one itself, the first ever uh, of its kind. A br- yeah, exactly, a brand new uh, pay-per-view and... Um, and all that inside, all that exciting action that comes with, uh, let's that comes with it all. Let's um, so let's get right in, let's get right into this edition of the show then, shall we? Uh, because it's been, it's been three weeks, maybe four weeks. So you know that it's time for another round of releasenings. <laughs> so let's uh, let's just let's just open the show with that, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess, yeah. Sure. I mean, Why at the least they uh, they didn't do it. Over Christmas, they gave him an extra. They week. gave him an extra day. Uh, so <laughs> um, yeah, let's get into this round of release. Of course, Tony Storm was uh, asked for her release, I guess, and was granted a couple weeks ago. Um, so that was the last mm-hmm. one. Uh, but the uh, the new one, the new round of releases, Mike. I don't know if you have a full list in front of you. A couple names of guys from NXT who weren't really getting much. Yeah. I mean, I think the big name we can both agree on is the Thatch Man, Timothy Thatcher. The Thatch Man, Timothy Thatcher, who has apparently been working backstage as a coach of sorts over there on NXT for the past little while. That's why we haven't seen him on television. Uh, We were asking ourselves, just when is he going to get released? And I guess it finally happened. Yeah, I mean, we love him, but uh, he clearly wasn't the what they were looking for on the 2.0 style. This <laughs> toothless, gritty, not British, but he looks British guy. <laughs> not British, but looks British, exactly. Um, other guys on that list, we have Danny Birch. Uh, fun, again, somebody we haven't seen in a while, and you kind of ask yourself, like, is, oh, shit, I uh, thought he would have been released. I was going to say, is One Larkin gone already, or did he just... Get rid of one and not the other. I, I, and then I'm asking myself that too. What happened, One Lorkin? <laughs> Maybe you just snuck by. Tweet, He's like, Shh, "Don't tell anyone. You're, you're gonna get me fired." Don't yeah, former that. Tweet of the Week champion. <laughs> of course, other names on that list: Hideki Suzuki of the Diamond Mine, who we did actually just see on this uh, on the edition of New Year's Evil. He was uh, ringside with his uh, leader, Roderick Strong. We also have the Road Dog, Jesse James. He was over there at a coaching position, um, and I think the biggest one at this. The second biggest uh, one for me, if not yes. the biggest, uh, William Regal. Yes, King Regal himself. Uh, obviously, fucking huge influence on the whole entire gold and black era of NXT. So many guys give their careers to him, thanking him. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, we haven't even seen him on screen in a long time. So clearly, all he's doing is backstage stuff. and well, I don't think we had seen him since that carrying cross Samoa Joe ish time, right? When the championship went over there. I mean, er, when you know, kind of went over to Samoa Joe. I mean, hell, even 
for the build-up for War Games, we never once had William Regal yell War Games. No, wasn't it like Io Shirai that yelled it this year or something? Oh, Io Shirai yes. yelled it one. Everyone had their like own individual shot at yelling it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think Raquel so. Gonzalez got one, and then there was just like a... One of those like nuclear disaster is coming horns. Those, <laughs> yeah, one of the, one of those types of things. Yeah, I mean Regal, I'm sure he, he's going to be picked up very quickly. Um, I mean, they could even have him as an on-screen authority in AEW if they wanted to. He, we already know he's great at it. Now, I would certainly Tony say Khan doesn't like to appear, so. and I would certainly say Regal and the Thatch Man. I think would be the two uh, the two standouts for me out of people who would go to uh, over to AEW, um, if yeah. not Impact or uh, New Japan. You know, all those there's there's other places for these people to go. I think out of the uh, AEW, though, they're the two guys that um, could be places. Yeah, definitely. Regal will get a pop. He'd get a pop. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone loves Regal. I mean, it's truly, it's only a matter of time until we see that the WWE has come to terms with Triple H. I mean, that has to be it, right? <laughs> I don't know. That's that's a big one. I mean, it seems like a big one, but... Uh, I mean, they've all but done that. I think they're, they're just, yeah. Everything but that, because death by a thousand cuts, literally. Cut all, their, all your wrestlers. All it's your crazy. Isn't it crazy? God, but yeah, that was it. So that's all. I guess that's like the initial news uh, to kick off. Yeah, yeah, that's all that stuff. Uh, do we have a tweet of the week, or do we want to go into day one? Yeah, let's get it. Let's get into. Uh, let's get into the. Let's get into the podcast. Let's get into the re- wrestling review, and we'll cover Twitter uh, when we get there. Because yeah, you said it. Brand new pay per view. Uh, I'm looking at a lot of. I was looking at a lot of like you know, the promo artwork. A lot of the matches that we have on hand, the Uso standing back to back, holding up one finger. Drew McIntyre was holding <laughs> up a finger. Uh, Randy Orton was holding up one finger, but then uh, Riddle was pointing one finger towards <laughs> his one finger. Uh, even Becky Lynch got in on it. Literally, all the promo photos. Fo- it's like they just ask everyone on the card, like, "Hey, stand there with one finger up," um, yeah. because we need people to know that uh, we're talking about day one. <laughs> And I think the, I, right off the bat, Mike, um, for me, this was not a pay-per-view. What? Oh, yeah. They call it something else. Mike, Michael Cole, if, well, I mean, you know, if Michael, if, if we know how this works, they want us to think something. They want us to believe something. Michael Cole's going to say it 1,400 times in the span of three <laughs> hours, Mike. This is not a pay-per-view. This is a premium live event. Oh, a PLE, okay. uh, I guess, because I mean, maybe you know the 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 pay per view model, at least for WWE, doesn't actually happen anymore. You have the Peacock, you have the WWE Network, and then you just sign on to it. You don't necessarily pay for that experience. Um, so yeah, I think we're gonna see this going forward. Yeah, I mean, uh, it makes sense. Logistically, all right, whatever. I get the reasoning behind it, but I'll still probably call them pay-per-views. Just. Like, just history, right? You would think, like, <laughs> yeah, this is the pay-per-view. Habit. And, you know, the UFC puts on pay-per-views. And, you know, the major boxing uh, matches that you see are pay-per-views. Just the idea of the big fight is yeah. a pay-per-view. It's not a premium live event. 
<laughs> PPV, the abbreviations. Just, and PPV know. looks much a PLE. Like, that's so, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. It's like barbecue, BBQ, you know. <laughs> this isn't a barbecue. This is a uh, <laughs> a fire roasted uh, meal, an FRM. Premium. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, let's get let's get into that day one pay per view uh, because Big Show, not the Big, big show, show, but it's a Big Show because uh, you know it's our first of the year. It's on day one. It's on a Saturday, but before the uh, before the show kind of even starts, I don't know if it was the night before or the day of or whatever it might be. Uh, our Universal Champion, the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns. Announced prior to the premium live event uh, that he had test positive for COVID, uh, so he will not be able to defend his uh, WWE Championship. I, or sorry, wow, sorry, Universal Championship against uh, Brock Lesnar in what was probably going to be our main event. Uh, so as yeah. a result of that, the Beast Incarnate was added to the WWE Championship match, joining Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Bobby Lashley in challenging uh for big e's uh championship yeah so fatal five way now they didn't add any extra matches so the, they just kind of said yeah it's what we're getting i guess it's what we're getting and mike i'll tell you what you're getting you're getting a brand new tweet of the week champion it's the tweet of the week it's the tweet of the week <laughs> Now, tweet of the week, of course, a uh, a championship which is not confined by the uh, the rules of um, uh, the year. This is an ongoing <laughs> thing. So, although he is the first tweet of the champion, you know, of of 2022, you know, it's not going to say that he's going to be the biggest or the top or whatever it might be. But uh, yeah. this is going to now six time tweet of the week champion Seth. Motherfucking Rollins, baby. Um, who a fan had reached out to him, uh, posting uh, four graphics uh, just prior to the day one pay per view. Of course, um, initially, uh, Seth Rollins had been the one to qualify for the championship match against Big E, and there was a. We even got the graphic about it on WWE television. Big E versus Seth Rollins. Then yeah. the next week, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, Kevin Owens was added to that championship. Biggie, Seth Rollins, <laughs> Kevin Owens. Yeah. And I don't know, I'm sure you were keeping track, Mike, at home. The very next week, Bobby Lashley was added to the match. Biggie, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Bobby Lashley. And as fate would have it, day one, the beast Brock Lesnar gets added to the match. Seth Rollins, Biggie, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Bobby Lashley, and Brock Lesnar. A fan uh, brought this to uh, Seth Rollins' attention, saying, uh, worst luck in the world. And Seth Rollins responds by saying, shit, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Imagine coming <laughs> into a pay-per-view thinking you're just going to have, I mean, you know, I say just, but you're, you're going to have to take on Biggie. One of the strongest competitors in the brand, but he's only one guy. Yeah. Then next thing you know, oh, okay, well, I got to take out Biggie and Kevin Owens. Okay, that's okay. They're both big guys, both competitors. I can beat them. I'm sure I've beaten them before. And then the very next week, Bobby Lashley is added to the, to the match. You're thinking to yourself, well, shit. Okay, okay. I've, I've, I've climbed bigger mountains before. And once Brock Lesnar joins, <laughs> I don't know what you're thinking there. But Seth Rollins, Tweety League champion, poor guy. Uh, <laughs> poor guy. He's going to have a, a real mountain to climb on this one. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get to that later. But yeah, we'll get to that uh, in our main event. <laughs> uh, but let's get into the show, uh, Mike. There was a pay per view, or sorry, a pre show that you probably watched. 
Yeah, I guess you didn't, but nah. uh, yeah, some notable stuff happened. I mean, it was supposed to be Cesaro and Ricochet versus Ridge Holland and Sheamus, but uh, pretty much right off the bat, Cesaro and Ricochet do this assisted 450 splash. Ricochet's foot lands right on Ridge Holland's face, breaks his nose. He's just bleeding, dripping out, so he just rolls to the corner, tags in Sheamus, and that's the last we see of him. The, uh, the doctors bring him to the back, and just becomes an impromptu handicap match so. yeah uh, some somehow you know somehow it just kind of turns into that yeah so give credit to Seamus you know he's a veteran there he can improvise he can carry the load all on his own and he does just that gets the win with the brogue kick so sucks for Ridge Holland I mean he had that terrible leg injury last year and <clears throat> well at least you know some TV I, time and- an injury to your face you know is probably a lot more performable yeah, not as bad, leg. but uh, the the uh, I think I ended up saying it was like a broken nose or something. Um, but yeah, the photo- I mean it's not gonna kill. It the just f- sucks that your yeah. first pay per view you're out in thirty seconds. The photo was so gruesome though. Uh, was it like all crooked nose? Well, the, no. Well, I was gonna say the photo was so gruesome. You know how Instagram will put up a little warning. You know, like, oh, yeah. hey, this photo, this photo symbol, looks like, hey. gross. You know, if you <laughs> if you want to see it, click here. They had actually yeah. put that up on the WWE uh, Instagram account. Like, you know, Instagram uh, flagged it. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, Seamus can just lend him that face mask. You remember Seamus? Hey, exactly, right? Seamus was wearing it. <laughs> that can be their thing, yeah. Uh, the Road Warriors had the spike pads. These guys can have the... The face mask. Yeah, sure. Why the hell not? <laughs> Why the hell not? But let's get into the main show here. Day one. That's what the Usos are all about. Day one-ish. So they're defending those SmackDown tag titles against the New Day. Another day. Uh, just Well, they're every day is New Day, right? Yeah, every day. Yeah. Anyways, classic feud. Two of the best teams in WWE history. But, uh, I mean, we've seen it a bunch of times, but... I mean, it still was a hot opener. The crowd is into it. 17 minutes of action. and uh, Kofi, he eats a super kick. The Uso splash, but he kicks out of that. New Day hit their finisher, but Uso kicks out of that. So the crowd's getting real hot, chanting, this is awesome. Uh, the Usos fight back, hit the double Uso splash, but Xavier breaks up the pin. So Usos pull out a new trick and hit the 3D the Dudley death drop to get the win and retain the titles to retain you said it yourself uh there's no such thing as a bad new day usos match and we can recall uh there was a hell in a cell they've and they've been all over the place they've been in the cell they've been in a cage they've been on the ladders right uh you know it's it's the in-ring chemistry between these two teams that I'm sure you know Mike would bring you back to a, uh, a a previous time of tag team wrestling and the the golden age of tag team wrestling or yeah yeah these two are definitely the uh, golden standard of their era yeah but and, uh, and they don't even, yeah. they don't need much backstory or much heat kind of to go for it you know put these guys in the opening match it's gonna be big yeah it's a good way to warm up the crowd everyone has a good time and that was that. And, uh, yeah, after that, we get Drew McIntyre taking on Madcap Moss, which, I mean, I said I don't even think this one should be on the pay-per-view, not because of Drew, but because Madcap is, he's a bad joke. That's all he is. Yeah. But, anyways, nothing special. Corbin tries to distract Drew, but he overcomes that, kicks Madcap's ass, hits a Claymore, gets the win. 
yeah, quick win, you know, like we said, uh, you know, I think, um, you know, no reason for it to be on pay-per-view, but I guess that's the way it goes sometimes. Yeah, and then afterwards, he's backstage, Drew McIntyre's getting an interviewed, and then uh, they jump him, Corbin and Madcap, and just beat him down, uh, hit him with a chair, wrap it around his neck, and then Corbin picks up this giant steel beam and just slams it down on Drew's throat, so... Could break his neck, crush his larynx. Who knows? Jesus. Could be some. I think they're trying to write Drew off TV. That that, that feels like the write off. <laughs> We're all familiar yeah. with how you write someone off TV. <laughs> feels like that could be it. Could be it. But our next match: RK Bro defending the Raw Tag Titles against the Street Profits with uh, special guest Migos, recording artists. I don't. Spur- are you familiar with them? Of course, Mike. See, Mike, I feel like you're much more in the pop music world, but then a yeah. pop music artist will pop out, and you're just like, who are they? Well, that's more hip-hop, isn't it? I don't know. Well, I, don't know. I, think, I, think, if, I think if one of you is married if one of you is married to Cardi B, you're officially in the zeitgeist. Well, I don't really listen to Cardi B. See, there we go. And not, I mean, not you think I do? <laughs> no, but... I don't know. I think she's more in your range than mine, apparently. I, well, I, I mean, I, I guess, I, well, I guess, you know, between, you know, if, if your range is the female pop stars and my range is hip hop, where does the female hip hop artist fall in? Where's the crossover? Where's yeah, the cross? Which, where's the Venn diagram? I don't know. But uh, yeah, they were there to have a good time, these Migos. Uh, and yeah, the match was good. You know, a rare double baby face team uh, going at it. Uh, crowd leaning towards RK Bro though, but uh, you know Riddle gets isolated. Randy gets the hot tag. He hits a nice double draping DDT on both Street Profits. Uh, Montez tries to have a comeback. He goes running at Riddle, who launches him in the air, and Randy catches him on the way down with an RKO, and that gets the win. RK Bro retain. Yeah, one of those you know um, uh, fun closing minutes of the match. You know. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, like we said, you know, two baby faces. Somebody's got to be the heel. I guess it was the Street Profits in this, uh, which is tough because they are natural baby faces. Um, yeah, but I mean, at the end, they all shook hands, and Migos got in the ring, and they all just said, "Hey, celebrated." Yes, exactly. And in a in a tag division that certainly needs a little bit of a little bit of juice. Yeah, one thing I might not have done was uh, the Usos doing the 3D earlier because. That was pretty much the finish with the Super RK Bro they did here. Oh, yeah. It's a, it is a similar move. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just because the Usos never do the 3D, it's kind of weird. But whatever. Uh, then in between matches, we got a quick little video from good old Johnny Knoxville, who is uh, announcing his entrance into this year's Royal Rumble match. Which I'm sure coincides with the uh, with the release of Jackass Forever. Yeah. I'm sure they'll show commercials during the during the premium live events. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. We have uh, February 4th for that movie to be released. So that's like and, the uh, week before the rumble, or a week, week after, after the rumble. The I week mean. after the rumble. Yeah. So that yeah. makes sense. That all checks out. Uh, looking forward. Yeah. I mean, I guess we have the celebrity. I guess last year we didn't have the celebrity rumble spot, but it's something. That no, we- I mean we've had Drew Carey was in there. It's something we're familiar with. I think a few years ago it was uh, Michael. <laughs> Che and Colin Jost from yeah, SNL. Had it, so. Uh, so yeah, you know, you just gotta 
You get a gaggle of people, you throw them, they catch them. That's all you need to do. Well, I was going to say, you know, um, <laughs> the not the, the the jackass crowd, these are guys who are used to being thrown around. They might be 50, but they know how to be. They, they, they're used to being thrown around. Yeah. I mean, we all saw, we've all seen Knoxville got knocked out by Butterbean. We've all seen it. <laughs> Knoxville knows how to take it. I hope, or maybe, uh, yeah. hopefully, Wee Man can maybe show up. Preston Lacey, hey. Chris Pontius. Maybe Butterbean himself. He has maybe uh, wrestled in WWE. He was at a WrestleMania. Oh, WWE. really? Which, yeah, uh, he, uh, what was he doing? He beat the shit out of Bart Gunn, Billy Gunn's brother. Really? Legit boxing match. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, and one. Of, oh, they did one. Know. They did one of those actual boxing matches things. Yeah, because they had the brawl for all tournament. Bart Gunn won, and they didn't want him to win. So they're like, yeah, well now you get to fight Butterbean, and he got it destroyed. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, up next we have The Miz taking on Edge, who, uh, Edge, once again, he brought back the Brood entrance, coming up through that ring of fire, one of the coolest entrances still. Yeah, he, he pulled that out, uh, wasn't it like a couple months ago, maybe, or? Yeah, I think he did it at SummerSlam, so yeah, it wasn't Summer quite Slam. as surprising, but, uh. You know, this match ended up being the longest on the show, 20 minutes, right on the dot, but, you know, it was good. Crowd was hot for Edge, uh, chanting at Miz and Maurice, telling them they suck, and of course, Maurice causing a bunch of trouble outside the ring. And uh, yeah, eventually, oh yeah, Miz just trying to cheat. He's you know he's putting his feet on the ropes when he's pinning, and uh, I thought one funny part, yeah. The ref catches him with the feet on the ropes, and the crowd just chants, "You can't do that." You can't do that. <laughs> it was just a hot crowd all night. They're having fun, but uh, yeah, eventually Edge gets Miz in the cross face, but Maurice, Maurice grabs her, grabs his foot, puts it on the ropes. Then uh, I think what this is when Beth Phoenix comes out to start. I don't know. Yeah. She's yeah. Well, pissed she, off. she comes out looking like a looking like a mix of like Sarah Logan. And three WrestleManias ago, Becky Lynch. <laughs> yeah, her hair was just all done up. Like, yeah, it was uh, it was done like a thing, <laughs> and I'm like, huh, okay, uh, you know, fantastic. But yeah, she comes back. She makes a beeline towards uh, towards the ring, chases down Maurice at ringside, <laughs> which is just enough to distract the Miz. Yeah, Edge hits the spear, gets the win. Yeah, and but, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it it feels like uh, maybe they their 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 styles clashed a little bit. Not a styles clash. <laughs> They're clashing of styles. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's what I meant to say. Uh, but yeah, Miz Miz is a fucking all timer, man. He is he's just good. I mean, yeah, Edge. We no, know he's... we know Edge. <laughs> we know we know no, we get it, bud. We get it. Yeah. Yeah, no, the Miz, uh, yeah, he's on that level. Exactly. And so I think now we're looking probably for the mixed tag, maybe a Maurice Beth Phoenix type of match. Yeah. At the Rumble, and then maybe Mania will be all four of them in a thing. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't know if I want it to go to Mania, but yeah. Yeah, uh, well, you got to ask yourself. I mean, you know, Edge winning the Rumble last year certainly... He can't win it again, can he? No, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, then we go to Becky Lynch defending that Raw Women's title against Liv Morgan. And uh, both women getting a nice big reaction here, but uh, lots of chance for Liv during the match. And 
yeah, they got a good amount of time, 17 minutes here. So, uh, yeah, probably the best match of Liv Morgan's career, singles-wise. And uh, You know, she hung in there with the champ, looking real good, real smooth, all her moves. She's really seemed to grown to get herself at this, you know, level where she's competing in, against Becky Lynch. And, mm -hmm. Yeah, and, Not and looking I think out of place. and getting over with the crowd too. I think yeah. with the fans. Yeah, you know, so she's hitting some big missile drop kicks, suicide dives, and uh, she hits this awesome springboard sunset bomb in the corner, uh, perfectly executed. So big near fall there, but then Becky gets her in the disarmers. She makes it to the ropes, uh, and then Liv gets a bit of revenge on Becky by trapping her arm in the steel steps and. Starts stomping away at it. And then, uh, yeah, big arm breaker off the top ropes. Locks Becky in the rings of Saturn. So for a second there, thinking this could be it. Becky's screaming in agony. But she escapes. She stands up at the ropes. Liv runs in, tries to hit her with the oblivion. But Becky catches her, hits the manhandle slam. Makes the cover. And as she's pinning her, she reaches her feet back. But she doesn't quite reach the ropes. Uh, so she still gets the three, but I think she was supposed to have that extra little <laughs> cheat. But which is unfortunate. It made it look too clean. A little too clean, but I mean, she is still Becky Lynch. But yeah, I think the plan was to have Liv Morgan have a little something to complain about. But because when you get into you know too many opportunities without a win, people stop caring. Yeah, like, just, you know, just I would ask, <laughs> just ask Shinsuke Nakamura. Right after <laughs> after he won that rumble and lost that mania to AJ Styles, whatever people lose their rumble opportunity all the time. I think we had maybe three or four additional ones, and this was after Shinsuke had done all that for Jinder Mahal. Anyways, it became very evident very early on. Hey, Shinsuke's not going to win this, yeah. and uh, I'd be worried that Liv Morgan's uh, that and that stays into Liv Morgan's future because the, the fucking the fans want it. Yeah, I mean, I was ready if yeah. she pulled it off here, but I mean, uh, now uh, hopefully I would think she's got to be one of the top two or three favorites going into the Rumble, maybe. Yeah, I'm sure Morgan, uh, I mean, Bianca Belair was the winner last year. I mean, we'll talk about the Rumble more when it comes here, but I would say uh, don't look uh, much further than Dewdrop. also. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Um, I mean, either way, though, yeah, like you said, the crowd fully believes in Liv. This was, I mean, she still put on a great match. And, I mean, she can be one of your future top baby faces. So, at some point, you do have to put the title on her. Or, like you said, we lose hope and you don't want that. Exactly. That's not what we want. We want things to be nice and fun. And Yeah. Uh, but let's go to this main event. This fatal five-way match, Big E defending the WWE title against Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, and Brock Lesnar. And my God, this match was just a sprint from just right out of the gate. Uh, Owens and Rollins, they just team up. They're working together pretty much the whole time. Uh, but Lesnar just picks them apart, just starts suplexing them all over the ring. Big E comes in, clotheslines Lesnar to the floor. Which lines Bobby Lashley up to hit Lesnar with a spear, breaking through the barricade. So they're all just trying to take Lesnar out of it. Uh, and then uh, the announce table, Big E uh, puts Lashley through that with an Iranagi. And, uh, Owens and Rollins give Lesnar a DDT onto the steel steps. So 
They're just going. No one's no slowing down. This whole match is just nope. weapons, action, chaos. Uh, yeah, back in the ring, Seth goes for a curb stomp, but then Lesnar appears, catches him, hits an F five. Then he hits Big E with an F five. Then Owens with an F five. So Lesnar's just on a roll. But then Lashley comes flying in with a spear, pins Brock, but he kicks out at two. So Lashley puts Brock in the hurt lock. Looks like he's in trouble. But then Big E comes in, nails him from behind, hits Lashley with the big ending. Then he picks up Lesnar to hit another big ending, but Brock escapes that. Hits the F5, makes the pin, gets the win. New WWE champion in 8 minutes and 25 seconds. That was a quick one. Like you said, just a fucking sprint. Yeah, I mean, it didn't even feel that short because they, I mean, you could have doubled the match time and still had the same amount of spots. So mm -hmm. they just didn't slow down. This was, I mean, it was a cool surprise to see a main event be short like that and still have a lot of action. So, and I mean, uh, for us watching too, like not only to see a fast main event, you know, fast paced, but a match that we didn't know we were getting going in. Yeah, I mean, obviously the plan was not for Brock Lesnar to be WWE champion like two days before this event so i mean i have a feeling it'll probably be a quick reign he, you know maybe roman screws him out of losing the title and then that sets him up to challenge roman again <clears> it's gotta still be the, the direction question. who was supposed to who was supposed to win last night or sorry on day <laughs> yeah. one i mean that'll be one of the great mysteries the what ifs it could be the, one of the uh, great what ifs of of professional when, wrestling when we were supposed to see Sister Abigail debut. Remember Sister Abigail? And then everyone got the mumps? <laughs> yeah, so uh, <laughs> what if? Who knows? Uh, but all we know for sure, this uh, Brock Lesnar, 8 minutes, 25 seconds. That's got to be one of the shortest WWE like main event title matches in history. At least at least since he probably... Uh, no, his big reign, his last reign was with that Universal Championship. I guess he... Because he beat Kofi... In the main event of yeah. that SmackDown. Yeah. I mean, that was only 30 seconds, but. You know. Yeah. I mean, for especially for a multi-man match, like with more than one. Well, on and one, normally, normally, <clears throat> I remember when we saw those, there was that string of matches when Brock was the universal champ a few years back where it was always Braun and someone. Yeah. Him, Braun, somebody. I remember there was, I think him, Braun, and Kane may have had two matches. There was a, uh, a multi-man match that involved Samoa Joe, Braun, Roman, maybe. Uh, yeah. And in those matches, you, you know, I, I think when Brock is doing a multi-man match, there's always that moment where he'll get taken out, and then the rest of the match goes on for 10 minutes, and then he comes back. <laughs> there's always that kind of, you know, and then he kind of squeaks in there at the last second. Uh, didn't have that in this match. To see Brock go for it with everybody was kind of fun. Yeah, and they kind of did still keep uh, Brock and Lashley apart a little bit to kind of preserve... Uh, that because they want to save that for a special one on one. I feel like they've been trying to save so, that for for, for years. years. Now. Lashley's <laughs> for been campaigning years now. For him, yeah, but, but uh, no. Overall, I thought this pay per view or whatever Premium you want to call it was live pretty, event. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was pretty great. Uh, I mean, other than the Drew McIntyre match, all the other matches had a lot of a lot of fun stuff. So yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, just, you know, hoping for the best for uh, Mr. Big E there. I don't know why he was the one who had to take the pin. Yeah, he's the one who got hurt out of the most of this. You know what lost, I'm saying? Lost the title, lost the, yeah. Uh, who knows, though? Maybe he'll win it back, and or maybe WrestleMania. I don't know. Hopefully that's not it for him. Yeah, hopefully In not. the main event. 
Hopefully not. Hopefully we see Big E again, especially because he's torn away from his New Day cohorts, you know? Yeah. Let's get into, again. uh, let's move, let's leave the show behind then. Let's leave the show behind. It was day one, uh, but there was some action which occurred, uh, just the night, um, the night before, I guess. Or was it that same night? Yeah. No, no, I think it was the Friday night, New Year's okay. Eve. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, all of we were most people are out doing their thing. This is definitely a taped show, but uh, this was a hell of a match. We've been saying it the last few weeks: the shooties do not end, or the the the, the, the ballots are open until the end of the year. And, uh, so, so I have to a, say, this was the last technical uh, show that could have been included <laughs> in a in a shooty competition. So let's get into some AEW Rampage. <laughs> thing i think we've been doing four matches for the last little while i think we got a special time also a 10 no no same time 10 p.m on tnt this is our last show on tnt i guess before is rampage also moving over to tbs uh, i think rampage stays on tnt rampage stays on tnt fantastic let's get into the first match then we have darby allen taking on anthony bowens in a uh in a pretty straight up match yeah, yeah, good competitive, uh, you know, Max Caster on the outside trying to interfere, so Sting goes after him. Uh, back in the ring, Darby's able to hit that coffin drop, get the win. Uh, but then afterwards, I think Andrade comes out mm -hmm. to distract Darby and Sting, and then Bowens nails him in the head with the boombox. So the acclaimed stand tall, and are they working together with Andrade? What's that about? Yeah, seemed a bit, uh, you know, I mean, I feel like, yeah, uh, Max Caster gets most of his attention, um, you know, from his, from his, from like his rap, when he comes down to raps, you know, yeah. um, but I think, yeah, Anthony Bowens is the one that we shouldn't be ignoring, you know, he's got the look, he's big guy, big guy, he's got the skills necessary to, uh, you know, to make it all work, and as usual, Darby Allen was his devil may care, uh, self. Yeah. I'm just confused. The Andrade thing. He seems like such a floater. One week he's with MJF, then he's hanging with Aleister Black. Now he's with the Acclaimed. Yeah, I think Andrade uh, also doesn't know <laughs> what Andrade wants. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, this next match, though, when we're talking about making a push for the shooties, uh, we had the Bunny and Penelope Ford taking on Anna Jay and Ty Conti in a street fight. And uh, everyone just comes out looking badass. Their street clothes, the ripped jeans, you know, they're ready. Mm -hmm. So they even come down. They got chairs, trash cans, brass knuckles. Uh, we get a table set up on the floor. Ty Conti gets laid out. Penelope climbs to the top rope, hits this crazy moonsault, almost a moonsault knee drop. Uh, a bit scary, though, because this table doesn't break and she, like, almost hits her head on the apron and. Uh, this has happened before. They need to get some new tables for these these women. Get What's going tables. on with these tables? <laughs> uh, I mean, it still looked like a great spot, but uh, yeah, could have been dangerous. There. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, we need these things to break, people. Yeah, but hey, uh, both women appear to be okay. So uh, Penelope Ford, then she pulls out a glass bottle, 
Smash it is over Ty Conti's head and Penelope's just on a roll, but then she screams because uh, the bunny on the other side of the ring, she's been busted wide open after uh, Anna Jay nailed her with brass knuckles. Those brass knuckles. This, That's been the bunny's little secret weapon. Yeah, and this was a hell of a blade job here. She comes up. She's just leaking oil and... Uh, her and Penelope pull out this special table that's painted. It's got brass knuckles, bunny ears on it. We love us a uh, uh, a custom made uh, <laughs> a custom made table custom, with Jim Neihardt yeah. on it. <clears throat> and then Ty Conti comes up. She's bleeding from that bottle shot. So uh, yeah, lots of hardcore action going on here. They set up the old chair table. Anna J suplexes Bunny onto that. The chairs get all dinged up and. Uh, Anna picks her up, tries to hit a queen slayer, but the bunny slams both of them backwards, breaks through the table in the corner, and the bunny's just bleeding profusely now. It's oh, this was, this was Britt Baker level <laughs> fucking, yeah. just streaming was, down her face. Yeah, she, she's giving it her all here, and, uh, she makes the cover, Anna Jay kicks out, so we bring in a ladder, Penelope hits a cutter onto it, uh, then the bunny pulls out the old bag of thumbtacks. Uh, so we pour those out. Anna Jay grabs her, though. They climb to the top rope. Anna hits a big superplex right onto the thumbtacks. Makes the cover, but Ford breaks it up. So Ty Conti gets a hold of her. And now Conti's got the big crimson mask. So uh, they go to the apron. Conti picks up Ford, hits a crazy Gotch-style pile driver off the apron through the table, which thankfully breaks this time. But what a crazy bump for these guys. These these ladies and just holy shit chance going on and all over uh, the place. <laughs> yeah, blood everywhere. Back in the ring, the bunny puts on the brass knuckles. She runs at Anna, but she slips in the thumbtacks, which was a planned spot, but looked awesome just the way she did it perfectly. Mm -hmm. But poor girl got thumbtacks all in her ass. But uh, at this point, Anna Jay has wrapped her arm in barbed wire, locks in the Queen Slayer, literally choking Bunny with the barbed wire to her throat. And uh, the bunny's just a screaming bloody mess. She has no choice but to tap out. Anna Jay, Ty Conti win, but everyone was a winner in this match here. Yes, just was... like the, uh, you know, just like that Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa match. Everyone's covered with blood and everyone looks great. Yeah, just debris, chairs, tables, thumbtacks everywhere. This was amazing. Uh, they worked their asses off. Yeah, just like Baker and Rosa, this is, yeah, the mo the second most or most extreme women's match in AEW history. If not the so. history of the sport itself. <laughs> Maybe not, but uh, either way, this was amazing stuff. December 31st, like we said, they're in the running for some awards. Yeah, well, match. that's exactly it. That's exactly it. What, so what would you say is the most gruesome of women's matches out in history then? Well, earlier this year, or last year, I was watching some crazy Japanese exploding barbed wire death matches. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> and okay. the women, yeah, some crazy women stuff there. Right, over there over there but, in stardom or something. Yeah. Cool. But uh, no, North American, this is pretty wild. This was right up there with the lights out match. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, overall, the bunny, she's the one I'll remember the most from this match, just how much she put into this. So, But they're all over. They're all awesome. Of course. There's always, there is always so much victory and defeat 
and mm-hmm. uh, and AEW has shown us that time and time again. I think also. Yeah, but we got one more match to end the year. Cody Rhodes taking on Ethan Page, defending his uh, Cody defending his TNT title, and uh, you know he's been getting mixed reactions, but he actually got a decent amount of cheers here. This felt a little more cheer than boo. Then, then at yeah. least then we've seen in the in like the pre- past few weeks, you know. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I guess Ethan Page, you know, he's pretty pretty heel. Uh, match was okay, hard to hard to follow that street fight, but uh, yeah, the crowd was doing the dueling. Uh, Let's go, Cody! Cody sucks, chance. Mm-hmm. And they both uh, seem to be approximately the same volume. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Scorpio Sky tries to interfere, or he does. He attacks Cody behind the rest back, so. Dustin chases after him, and the commotion distracts Paige. Cody hits a crossroads, but Paige kicks out. So uh, Cody gets a little bit heelish, rips the knee brace off of Paige, and just starts stomping away at the exposed knee. And uh, They fight their way to the top rope. Paige hits an avalanche power slam, but uh, this hurts his knee, so he can't get a good cover. Cody kicks out. Uh, they start punching back and forth. The crowd boos Cody, yays for Paige, and... Uh, Cody hits another crossroads, holds on, hits a second one, and then the double underhook into the Tiger Driver 98 to get the pin, retain his title. Retain his title in a great match against Ethan Page, uh, who, you know, he's been tied up with Dan Lambert and Scorpio Sky, so we don't really see Ethan Page by himself, or at least I don't. I feel like I don't. Yeah, not really. I mean, I think what we, we, he was one of the surprise entrances. I think he was. Yeah, I think he was uh, one of the Joker cards in maybe the Double or Nothing. Yeah, Battle Royal. Uh, yeah. yeah, he hasn't really had a lot of solo spotlight. No, but, but as uh, as a whole, this was a great match to end twenty twenty one episode with. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. obviously, I think you know you put the street fight in the middle, so that's the one that can go over time yeah give you a time to clean up the give ring them, well yeah not only give them time to clean yeah give them time to clean up the ring after but also like you don't want to like the street fight with those uh with those two women's tag teams uh you don't want to cut that one short because we're running out of television no. time no absolutely not they made the right call it was uh, the card was booked super super well and it was just a uh, it was a great end of the year i think we'd all agree for um for AEW. yeah yeah, yeah, great episode. Another great episode. Uh, should we? Uh, let's keep moving on with more wrestling action, then, right? Because we yeah. uh, we had just talked about day one, uh, but I guess you know we got to move ourselves over to day three, <laughs> uh, because of course we're talking about Monday Night Raw. Let's get raw. Day three, as we're calling it, we're cataloging each each episode now is now a day number thing. What do you think they're going to do next year if like New Year's Day is on like a Tuesday? Well, I think it'll be on a Sunday next year, oh, so okay. they might do it again. Yeah, I feel and like Friday that, through Sunday are like the only three days they can rock it, and then it might be day two <laughs> or day six. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, but whatever it might be. Um, uh, so, of course, uh, we open this week's show. With the beast, Brock Lesnar. We had a nice lights out in the arena when we went live. 
And when they came back on, uh, Paul Heyman was in the ring, actually, receiving a chorus of boos. Yeah, but uh, I don't even know where he is right now. Is Brock a baby face? So is Paul a baby face? I don't know. Because usually the, the manager and pers- and wrestler persona, they're, they are aligned together. Their beliefs go hand in hand. But you're right. For this case, Brock is so over himself and Roman so over, but for completely different reasons. However, this time, Paul Heyman brings out Brock Lesnar, possibly indicating that they are actually brought together. Um, but Brock Lesnar comes down to the ring. He's got steel steps in hand and, uh, you know, kind of gets him into the middle of the stage, <laughs> kind of gets him in the middle of the stage, so he has a bit of a soapbox to stand up on. <laughs> and uh, yeah. this was the first time, at least in my in my experience, that both Brock and Paul have been in the same ring. But Brock was doing all the talking. Yeah, at least at the beginning, he was just kind of putting over his advocate Paul for making him a free agent and pulling the strings, getting him into that WWE title match. Uh, and then Heyman talks a bit, just addresses Brock's first title defense, which will be at the Raw Rumble. And uh, tonight we're going to have, which was originally the Fatal 4-Way for day one, Rollins, Owens, Big E, Lashley, they're going to all fight to determine who's going to be the number one contender. And the but. promo kind of finishes with nobody being interrupted by anyone. <laughs> yeah, Heyman just says, hey, one week without me as a special counsel and Roman gets COVID. Exactly. So <laughs> and, you know, the, the Rumble is only... F- three four weeks away now three and a half um and i thought this was a great way to open the show reuniting paul Heyman and brock lesnar without making it some kind of drawn out ordeal that lasts for weeks or whatever just fucking get him in the thing together and we know this lesnar has been especially good since he returned he would have been just fine without paul Heyman, i think you know but seeing the yeah. two of them together maybe just feels just feels right yeah and who knows how long the charade will go if that's what it is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, then we get RK Bro taking on Gable and Otis. And uh, usually seems to be the standard. Riddle gets isolated and worked over. Tries to make the hot tag to Randy. But this time Gable crawls all the way under the ring and yanks Horton down. Uh, Riddle tries to hit Otis with an RKO. But Otis holds him up and just transitions into the world's strongest slam and it's the upset win here. So, Alpha Academy may have just earned themselves a title shot. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, I certainly think if you defeat the uh, the champions, I think you deserve a a title opportunity, of course. Yeah. Possibly at the Rumble. So. Again, we're only three and a half weeks away. <laughs> yeah, why not? I mean, uh, if RK Bro are going to break up and have a Mania feud, it's going to have to happen sooner yeah. to drop those titles. Mm-hmm. So, who knows? But uh, uh, up next, we got Dana Brooke and Reggie taking on Tamina and Tazawa in a mixed tag 24-7 title match. Possibly so, the first of its kind. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this is a weird one, but whatever. Uh, Tazawa accidentally hits Tamina, his partner, so she clobbers him. And Reggie comes flipping in, pins Tazawa, gets the win, defending Dana's title for her. Uh, which is, yeah, the whole thing's weird. This was the same situation where David Arquette won the world title in a tag match, but that's all weird WCW shit. Really? I didn't know that. 
Yeah. Well, I knew he won. I just know he. I didn't know he won in a. Oh, is that one of those latter years of a WCW thing? When, yeah. When like his it, partner. When like twenty partner, people. DDP. Twenty people won it in a year or something ridiculous. Yeah, but in this situation, he won the title off his own partner. His partner DDP was the champion, and whoever scored the pin Gets would win the title. To win. So he, Weird. Okay. So he pins Jeff Jarrett and wins DDP's title on his own partner. Bizarre. Yeah. That's why WCW sucked. Uh, Becky Lynch comes out to brag about beating Liv Morgan, retaining her title. She puts herself over for a while until Liv interrupts. And it seemed like she had a bit of a new remix to her theme song here. Okay. I I did not notice, but hey. Yeah. Yeah, it was all right. Uh, But she just kind of gives Becky a piece of her mind. She's got the crowd on her side. But then Bianca Belair comes out looking awesome and just says, ha. Uh, I'm right back in line for Big Time Becky. I have my little dewdrop detour, and I'm ready for the belt. Uh, but then Liv's just like, uh, no offense, but me and Becky were kind of in the middle of something, so why don't you get out of here? Bianca's just like, uh-uh, we got a score to settle. This goes back further than yours. And Becky's just like, all right, well, you two figure this out and let me know I'm going to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I'll deal with you guys later. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they all just brawl, and Becky's the one that sneaks off standing tall. So, who yeah. knows? I mean, it's got to be one of those two challenging Becky, but I kind of want both of them now. So Yeah, there could be some kind of multi-person, uh, multi-person match. Mm-hmm. You never know. Who knows? Uh, up next, we have Queens, Lena, and Carmella defending their women's tag titles against Rhea Ripley, Nikki Ash, and... Carmella with this the black outfit and mask looking like the gimp. Well, I had a very fiction. weird gimp thing going on. I'm glad you pulled yeah. that out. I mean, for, the black, uh, the black just doesn't with the mask and yeah. Yeah, all, I mean, the mask all, already sucks. All but. black leather, whatever. You know, that's a look. <laughs> as soon as you make it a mask element, especially because it wasn't like, and it, it is a very fine line between gimp and Catwoman. You know, like if though if 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 the if the mouth was not covered and there were little ears, boom, that's a Catwoman costume. As soon yeah. as the ears are gone and the mouth is covered, though, you just you can, yeah, you can buy that at a at a sex shop. But hey, who am yeah. I? Who am I to who am I to say anything? You know. Well, uh, doesn't really make any difference. Selena does literally all the work. Carmela didn't even tag in. Uh, Selena counters a fireman's carry, gets the three to retain the title. Yeah, to retain. Um, in a probably underwhelming, you know, this part of this title reign. Yeah, they're starting to tease the split between Rhea and Nikki. Rhea's just kind of frustrated with Nikki. Exactly. Well, Rhea's sitting there going like, yo, at least dress like a normal fucking person. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to, uh, you know, because the, the, the gimmick doesn't work. No. It, pro- it did. For a minute, for a minute for a it worked, bit, yeah. and I think in 1993, this gimmick <laughs> would have been great. Yeah, but uh, we're all ready for Nikki Cross to come back. Yeah, Nikki Cross. Karen Cross is gone. We can reclaim the name, yeah. people. We should. Uh, Street Profits take on Apollo Crews and Aziz, but yeah, not much to say about this. Aziz gets a little bit of ring time i guess the most he's done in months but uh montez hits from the heavens on apollo to get the win yeah really 
I, I swear to God, we put just we need a Montez Ford match on every card just so we can hit that frog splash. It's a fucking thing of beauty. And we've <laughs> said it before. It's like every week he adds like an inch to the height. You know, eventually yeah. he's just gonna like eventually he's gonna do that in a Money in the Bank match and just kind of jump straight That's to what the they br- have to, to the do. briefcase. One of a kind. He's the only man that can do it. I mean, that From would the be turnbuckle to the case. And that's the you know we haven't seen that one before. That would be a that would be a holy shit moment. Yeah, um, could be spot of the year. That would that would be spot of the year. <laughs> Honestly, that would I think kind of like the, the 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 physicality required would be so much so that we couldn't ignore yeah. it. That would be the spot of the year. And I mean, hey, AJ uh, fell straight from it. That was pretty cool. People, guys, have <laughs> I think fa- he can reach it. Guys I think have he fallen can make off it. all the time. We need someone to f- oh, yeah. jump on, not jump fall off. I think he can reach. I it. think he could. Uh, we got another title match, though. U.S. title, Damian Priest defending against Dolph Ziggler. But this time around, if Priest is disqualified or counted out, he loses the title. So no more of this craziness. Uh, I got to control that inner demon. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Ziggler hits a big DDT on the floor, and then he hits almost like a Daniel Bryan Busyko knee at one point for a near fall. Uh yeah, Priest fights back, uh, climbs to the top ropes. The ref checks on Dolph, and Robert Roode runs in, shoves Priest off the ropes. Ziggler hits the Famouser for a big near fall. Uh, Priest starts bugging out the crazy eyes. He's looking at Roode. He goes after him, grabs a chair. But uh, all this time, the ref is counting him. He's reached eight. Priest has to stop himself so he doesn't lose the title and just slides into the ring. He's still got the chair, though. Ziggler begs him to hit him with it so he can just win the title. But instead, he just turns around, throws a chair at Rude. Ziggler runs in, hits the zigzag, but Priest kicks out, gets up, hits the reckoning to get the win. Retain the belt. To retain. To retain. Yeah. this uh, these Both of these guys have the vibe where, like, you don't you can't have a bad match with Dolph Ziggler. You just can't. <laughs> yeah, no, the crowd got pretty hot. And, you know, they bit on and Damian Priest falls. is in that same vein, I think, for me, too. Like, so far, I mean, he's been on this incredible win streak for over a year now, where he's just been, I think it was, yeah, New Year's Evil last year was the uh, was his loss of the North American... North American? Gym? No, um, he yeah. cha- no, I, no I, think he, I think he wasn't the champion. He just challenged Karrion Cross. Something um, like that. Yeah, and then Priest comes into the Rumble... Uh, of 2021 so yeah we're still on this incredible streak of a year now um and he's really not slowing down he's not no don't know uh yeah what's gonna happen for him at the rumble he's 40 not slowing down (laughs) uh more just awful backstage stuff with vincent austin theory still don't even bother to write down any yeah yeah it's just terrible it's some of the worst I don't know. Vince is just such a mumbly old man now. <laughs> He's a mumbly old man child. Yeah, that's what he is. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Miz and Maurice come out, cut a promo on Edge and uh, Beth Phoenix for interfering. And Miz is just kind of like, what kind of man relies on his wife to fight his battles? Maurice says, if Beth were here right now, I'd punch her in the face. So Beth comes out with Edge and they're like, all right. Uh, mm-hmm. Edge does most of the talking and uh, eventually we get around to laying down the challenge for a mixed max mixed tag <laughs> mixed tag team match and 
the Miz accepts, and Maurice yells at him because she didn't want. So, Mike, you might need to uh, educate me on this. Um, w- were Edge and Beth Phoenix a couple during Edge's previous run before he retired? No, I don't think so. He... This is although the two have been involved within the company through, you know, I mean, Beth Phoenix. She had a match. She had a couple matches where she was tagging alongside Natalia. I think she was in a couple of those rumbles there, the first few two maybe, and yeah. then move over to NXT. But this is like the first time that the crowd has seen Edge and Beth Phoenix as a couple. Yeah, I think so. Although they've been in, like, the realm, you know, of awareness. Yeah. Okay. Because, yeah. yeah, the crowd, the, I mean, you know, the crowd's going to be hot for Edge. The crowd's going to be hot for Beth Phoenix, I think. But, you know, it's the first time that they've been uh, known together. Yeah, he, they called themselves the Grit Couple. Like, it's canon now. <laughs> <laughs> like, like prior to this, nobody well, had maybe mentioned that the two of them were married. And now it's like, no, nope, they are. Here we go. Well, I remember when Rollins invaded their oh, house. Oh yeah, and he was like picking up uh, like He's photo like, Beth, albums. Don't come stuff. home or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but, okay. <laughs> but no, that was just laying the groundwork. Right, uh, of course, so we could be <laughs> ready for it when it happens. Yeah. But uh, AJ Styles up next, taking on Omos, former best friend, protege. Uh, but it's come to this. Mm-hmm. So AJ just. Tries his best to chip away at the giant, but the power is just overwhelming. Uh, AJ goes for a phenomenal forearm, but Omos just chops him out of the air, presses him over his head, drops him down hard, then picks him up again for the double-handed choke slam. Makes the cover. I guess the big dominant win here. Yeah. As the hush falls over the crowd. Shh. The crowd. Styles does not get dominated normally like that. That was like four minutes or so. Yeah, yeah, probably about a four-minute match. You know, of course, it's not going to be a five-star match or anything like that, but it was what it needed to be, right? WWE wants to push Omos, and having him beat Styles is going to go a long way. Um, You know, and AJ Styles is, you know, he's up there in the best sellers that we got, along with the likes of Ricochet. You need somebody to be thrown around for four <laughs> minutes. Put in AJ Styles. He's going to do just fine. It'll be interesting to see uh, how things go for both these men heading into the Rumble. Uh, as soon as that breakup happened, I mentioned here on the show, AJ Styles is my early pick for that men's side of the Rumble. But how are anybody going to get through Omos? I don't know. Yeah, I'm certain uh, that's going to be one of the big moments of the Rumble. Could the be. The two of them having their, yeah. their square off. And I'm sure Omos is going to get like 10 eliminations going a big run. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, but we get a little announcement that uh, Alexa Bliss, her journey back to Raw, is going to be starting next week. So what version will we get? Uh, is some video segments? Who knows? Is Lily going to be there? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. is Lily gonna be there? Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, and where's Oscar? I mean, Oscar, Alexa, Bailey, Lacey Evans. We got a lot of women that are probably ready to return around the Rumble, so should be interesting this year. Mm-hmm. It'll be good. But let's go to the main event for Monday Night Raw. This fatal four-way: Biggie, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley. Winner faces Brock Lesnar for the WWE title. Uh, so yeah, this was your original day one main event, so they probably just went out and, uh, did what they had planned for that. Yeah. Because, yeah, this was definitely longer than, uh, the pay-per-view match the night before, or two nights before, so. 
Yeah, just a lot of good, fast-paced action. Lashley, Big E doing their big man showdown. And uh, the crowd was actually pretty hot for Bobby Lashley, chanting Bobby at one point. And, uh, uh, yeah, he goes to spear Owens, but uh, that gets avoided. So Lashley crashes through the barricade. And Owens and Rollins continuing to work together. They got a real good, uh, real good alliance going on. And here. they've been working together for years. They know what to do. <laughs> yeah, that too. But uh, so they just bury Lashley under the debris. They hit a double power bomb on Big E, breaking through the announce table, and uh, start smashing guys with the steel steps. All legal here. So eventually, Big E and Lashley say, "Fuck it." They start working together. And, uh, Rollins and Owens try to run away. They go through the crowd, up the stairs, into the concourse. Uh, Big E slams Owens through a merchandise table, and they fight their way back into the arena. Owens climbs up a balcony and hits a huge, just flipping senton off the balcony onto the guys below. Great, great big bump there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, holy shit chance. He, this can, is he awesome. can still it do was. it. He's crazy. He, He'll do he it anytime. He can still do he... it. Yeah, yeah. It's been years of this. <laughs> yeah. So eventually they find their way back into the ring. Uh, Rollins and Owens, given everything they have, double teaming up against Big E. Lashley gets back in, hits a spear on Big E. And on Rollins, Owens super kicks him, goes for a stunner, but Lashley just shrugs it off, hits another spear, and he gets the three, winning the match and getting his title shot. His dream match, finally, one-on-one against Brock Lesnar. The Lashley versus Lesnar, like you said, dream match that I think uh, the fans, at least, you know, management, has been waiting Four since uh, Bobby Lashley signed with the company, and the timing never really worked out. Either they were on different brands, or for a big chunk of the time there, Brock Lesnar was the Universal Champion. We're asking ourselves, well, shit, Bobby Lashley is nowhere close to kind of being Universal Champ, and now he's been built up, he's been champion, we have the Hurt Business. Um, yeah. Is This could be the best outcome that we could have gotten, given, you know, given the situation. Yeah. BL versus BL, it's going to happen. Ooh, yes. Yes. Wow. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, hey, I mean, it's what he wanted. Put up or shut up now, Bobby. It's time to prove this is what you want. It's time for you to prove, Bobby Lashley. Uh, That was the first half of our show. That was all of Monday Night Raw. And, uh, Mike, let's take a break. Yeah, let's take a break. Still got lots of action. Still have lots of wrestling action coming up. We've got New Year's Evil. AEW is moving over to TBS. uh, So you're going to want to stick around. Back here with part two of the podcast, folks. Thanks for sticking out through the break, um, Mike. We uh, we're making our way on towards, uh, you know, of course, the new era. We're kicking off on TBS, which is big. Yeah. That's Channel Forty Seven, Peach Tree TV, <laughs> as I recall it uh, used to be um, called. You can catch all your Atlanta Braves games at two in the afternoon on a fucking Tuesday or something. And Seinfeld reruns. Seinfeld reruns. Uh, I think that's also they would play some some like the select like Tyler Perry uh, kind of like catalog. You know, a lot <laughs> of um, a lot of shows that I don't even know the name of, but I just know that awful. under the title it says produced by Tyler Perry. I just remember Tyler Perry's House of Pain, and it was awful. House of Pain. That was one of them. Yeah, yeah, that was one of them that would have been. Yeah, up they there. play the ads all the time. 
up yeah. there all the time. And now you can watch <laughs> House of Pain and professional wrestling up there on the same channel, um, Mike. But uh, before we get over to our, before we get over to that TBS, before we get over to that New Year's Evil um, coming out of NXT, Mike, were you able to catch any of the action uh, from Wrestle Kingdom 16 live at the Tokyo Dome? Uh, no, I did not catch, you know, I saw a couple highlights here and there, but I did not actually sit down and watch the, the event or anything. Watch the actual event itself. Well, you know, I, 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 I also skimmed pretty much your watch, uh, you're, you're kind of in it for the main events now, right? Or at least the names that you know. The main event on the first night, of course, could just go Kata defeated Shingo Takagi for that IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Kazuchika mm-hmm. Okada finally adopted the the new design for the past year or past few months. He was uh, cha- uh, campaigning the old design of that belt was the uh, I was mean the real one. I'm with him. I prefer the old the old. Uh, ever since they unified them, it hasn't been the same. I think a lot of people agree. Um, however, the winner of that match had to take on the winner of the G1 Summit the very next night. Will Osprey. Uh, before that match actually actually t- um, came uh, came to be in the match right before former WWE superstar Kenta, the IWGP United States Champion, took on Hiroshi Tanahashi in a no disqualification match. Did you see any highlights from this one, or read about it, or anything? Uh, I don't believe so. It was one hell of a. <laughs> it, it almost was framed more like a street fight. We got we got the trash cans, we got the chairs, we got the ladders, we got the table. Like we got we got all the stuff. Okay. We got uh you know the br- <laughs> the, the 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 U.S. Uh, championship briefcase that Kenta kind of won with the opportunity. Um, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi ends up. Getting the win off of Kenta in about in a little over twenty minutes. The uh, the final spot of the match. Um, Kenta is uh, or Hiroshi Tanahashi is lying down on a table. Kenta climbs up a ladder um, to take him out. Um, you know, maybe some kind of splash, some kind of maneuver off the top. Tanahashi gets up, pushes Kenta off the ladder. But this wasn't just one of those six footers. This is one of those eight footers. No, this was one of, you know, when you see the tallest ladder, the one that they have to <laughs> use to get the uh, briefcase hanging from above. Kenta yeah. falls right off and face first into a fucking trash can. Died. <laughs> Holy, it was it was a huge bump. He fell 12 feet lying f- straight onto his face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, you want to talk Crimson Mask? He, oh, this he destroyed himself, and then Tanahashi puts him through a table, and uh, he picks up the win. That was one hell of a match. You should watch. And then, of course, the main event of night two: Kazuchika Carter, your new IWGP Heavyweight Champion, taking on Will Ospreay in that match. In what was a lot of fun. It was great. Uh, at the Tokyo Dome here, they had no fans in the stands, but they had fans on like the the seating around the ring. Mm-hmm. So it was even it was a little more quiet even than it normally is. And New Japan is already a a, a quieter, slightly more respectful. Yeah, um, they're not starting a lot of chants. I know. I would. Feel, I we, I would stick out like such a sore thumb. I swear, if I was at New <laughs> Japan show, they would ask me like, sir, sir. Sir, can you please sit down, <laughs> sir? Um, at least you know, like an actual New Japan, not a New Japan strong show. Um, but for whatever yeah. it's worth, Kazuchika took out Will Ospreay in 32 minutes, in what was a great match. I think these two have gone at it for fucking years now. But now we can go into 2022 with Okada being our very def- you know definitive 
guy back on top, and it's a new belt, so this is actually technically his first reign with this championship because, you know, he has hundreds and hundreds, if not a thousand days reigning as the uh, under the previous belt, but this is his first under this championship. Yeah, and I've, I've already heard Okada talking, and, uh, you know, he says the door's been open, and he was dropping some names from AEW he's looking forward to hopefully fighting soon. I think yeah. he said Punk and Brian are the top two guys. Well, I mean, I think they're two of the top. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was, two of the top any guys. Of, uh, of but, any guys, I think, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'll definitely have to check out that Kenta match. Sounds pretty crazy. Yeah, and... it, it, it was. It was wild. It was... Uh, <laughs> There would have been there would have been a lot of holy shit. Holy shit, this is awesome. Um, <laughs> uh, moments. Isn't, yeah, isn't there also like a third night of Wrestle Kingdom supposed to be? Uh, yeah, so like a coming bonus up, thing or something. Coming up, I believe it's tonight, maybe tomorrow, the eighth, whatever the eighth is, is yeah. a New Japan versus Noah style thing so no okay. championships are on the line or anything we have uh, kind of like the okada and tanahashi will be taking on kind of two of the champions over there um uh yeah and then kind of the factions will go at each other i think chaos has a little thing suzuki gun has their own little thing going on um so yeah it'll be a little bit of a they're trying something new you know is it it's still build like this is part of wrestle kingdom it's like part they're it's like they're saying it is all wrestle kingdom yes However, yeah, this one was an add-on, you know, kind of towards the end. Uh, yeah. But I think it's kind of cool. You know, the, the door is opening regardless, you know, even if the door is <laughs> opening over there. Yeah. If you want to give a quick shout-out to, um, though, although he lost the match, Shingo Takagi, um, who I only started following his kind of thing because circumstantially I was kind of confused. He's 39, turning 40 this year, and I had never heard of him at all until you know it's weird you're 40 and no one's even ever heard of you well in his past 200 plus days as as that iwgp world heavyweight champion um he had eight five or more Meltzer star matches uh as a 40 year old someone who nobody's ever heard of he worked with uh <laughs> ring of honor in the early 2000s he worked with dragon gate up until his time with New Japan in 2018, and the guy fucking made a made a thing of himself, you know, kind of as this 40 year old guy. And there's a lot of people in New Japan who are on that side of 40, and they are the ones who are the top of the division. Yeah, I mean, hey, we talk about it all the time now. Uh, 40 is nothing these days for these wrestlers. They still got a lot in the tank, it seems, some of these guys. Yeah, they really do. So Shingo Takagi, look out for him coming up. Although he lost his championship, I think uh, I think he's certainly the kind of guy who could get it right back. Sounds good. Yeah, and that's uh, that's kind of the New Japan. Uh, that was that was sort of the Wrestle Kingdom action. It was a lot of I I always enjoy watching the show. It's very different. It's super different. And if you uh, you watch it for no other reason. It's for that, just to see, hey, what is wrestling like somewhere else? Yeah, man, they've always got some great stuff. I've got some great stuff. Well, let's move on then uh, to some uh, to some of our weekly wrestling action because this has been on our uh, on our minds for a little bit now. Uh, so let's talk about some NXT New Year's Evil. NXT, what does it mean? I don't know, but it's good wrestling. NXT, 
Watch and see how to tap out a count out of one, two, three. Right, one of these um, cards that they do that, you know, it's not a pay-per-view, but it's an enhanced show. And this week it sort of feels like, and maybe, I, I think I've noticed this in the past couple weeks, it sort of seems like they're adding some seating down to the Capitol Wrestling Center. Um, or the crowd is just far more lively, because the crowd this week, I couldn't tell if they were great or if I hated them. <laughs> uh, they were so, and it's a, such a small venue, so you can hear everything that happens. And yeah. uh, so I really couldn't tell. There were some times I was like, guys, shut the fuck up. But there were some times <laughs> where I was like, yeah, you're right, guys, keep going for it. So uh, the crowd comes into play, I'm sure, later on. Um, let's get into our very first match on the card. I, uh, a, well, what better way to kick off New Year's Evil than by unifying a championship? Or two, that is. We have Carmelo Hayes, our North American champion, taking on Roderick Strong, uh, the NXT Cruiserweight champion. And That's right. um, this is our unification. Now, I think I, don't, I, I, I can only presume that uh, unifying will probably not mean a new design. I'm going to say, if anything, we stick with that North American championship. Look. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly it. I think, you know, the cruiserweight's done. It's gone. Uh, yeah, retired. Well, yeah, 205 Live is, is, is no longer a show. I, I, I don't know if it's I mean, even a show anymore. I don't think. I mean, it, it exists, but no one watches. No one cares. Yeah, uh, and, and certainly soon there could be nothing uh, to actually, uh, you yeah. know, watch for. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, this was a good opening match here, about 15 minutes, just back and forth. Crowd was pretty split, cheering for both these guys. And, you know, our Carmelo pulling out the the nice high-flying moves, springboard DDTs outside off the apron. Uh, Roddy Strong pulls out a Daniel Bryan-style big knee, the running knee, which turns Carmelo inside out. Great selling there. But, uh one unfortunate thing people pointed out online, I didn't notice at the time, but uh, Carmelo Hayes was wearing white trunks, and uh, at some point in the match, these little brown stains appeared. Really? I did not <laughs> notice that. No. <laughs> so, rumor is he soiled himself, but Well, uh, hey. I mean, okay, that being, okay, I, 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 the devil's advocate, maybe. Um, uh, a lot of the Caucasian performers will, um, enhance their look, maybe with a little bit of spray tan. We've seen that yeah. before, you know, after a Kenny Omega yeah. match and the fucking, the whole, the, the, uh, you know, like the, the canvas in the ring looks like Carmelo was just there <laughs> and you're like, but there was yeah. no Carmelo. I admire that, but, uh, I don't know. You see the splatters and you see the location. It's, 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 uh, it's, hard look- to, it's hard to ignore sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I could have ignored it. I couldn't, uh, but uh, I don't know. It's out there now. It's but. out there. It's it's in, it's a, it's a part of, it's a part of the world. So, anyways, the uh, the wrestling though was good. There was a crazy spot off the top rope where Carmelo and Roddy. Uh, well, it looked like Roddy. He hits the Xplex, the release suplex thing, but then Carmelo's the one that makes the pin. So, I was kind of confused by that, but the move was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so anyways, Carmelo finishes the job off. He hits the big scissor kick off the top rope, gets a three count. So Carmelo Hayes, the undisputed North American champion. Undisputed. And this diving leg drop, which looks a bit weird, um, at least this one that we saw, because it almost looks like he has to, he tries to land it, like stick the landing on one leg. Uh, which is it, not a good idea. Which is not a good idea. Just ask, uh, what's his name? 
Psycho Sid. Psycho Sid. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, the, the maneuver looks a bit weird. Um, the, but yeah, this was a lot of this match was a lot of fun. I think uh, at at no point did I think Roderick Strong was going to win this. It never no, even I... felt like he had a chance. Uh, no. But the King of the Neckbreaker, uh, or the King of the Backbreaker, whatever he's been monikered <laughs> in the past, um, put on one hell of a show. Now, I have no idea what his contractual status is at this point. <laughs> no, but we're all thinking it. I, I mean, mean, we're all thinking it, right? He dro- um, that was the last piece of baggage he had to drop. He got rid of the title. I mean, so. the entire Undisputed Era is over in All Elite Wrestling. Even uh, even his wife, one half of the Goon Squad, Marina Shafir, even she's making her appearances on Dark and Dark Elevation. <laughs> it's only a matter of time, I think, until, you know, at least maybe Marina Shafir and Roderick Strong, or just Roderick Strong himself, makes that leap. Um, because he, you know, he's one of the last guys of the old, or last performers, rather, of the old NXT. Yeah, so, hopefully, hopefully mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, after this, AJ Styles comes out and kind of talks about how he skipped NXT. He just went straight to the main roster, debuted at the Royal Rumble. But he knows there's something special about this place, and he addresses Grayson Waller, who comes out and, uh, he insults AJ for losing to Omos. AJ says, you're right. You know, he beat me up, so take advantage. Uh, I've never had a singles match in NXT, so let's do this right now. But Waller's just like, nah. So AJ says, grow a sack. And Grayson says, fine, next week in the main event of NXT, you and me. So yeah, there you go. AJ's first ever singles match in NXT. Yeah, so this was one of those moments where uh, I wanted the crowd to shut the fuck up, like I had just said. Um, <laughs> I was like, "What the f- what the fuck are you guys doing here?" You know, like you're just I, they, were, they were chanting for no reason. Like this is AJ Styles. You 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 shut up and you respect. So a lot of the fans down there maybe weren't paying the respects that they deserve. Um, but yeah, I guess Grayson Waller kind of sets his date for his clash with uh, the Styles Clash Master. Yeah, I guess. I mean, uh, I mean y'all, you can't take two straight losses. You can't lose to Omos and then think lose to so. this fuck. I mean, it would take a lot, uh, a lot of dirty work. But. That being I don't know. said, a win uh, over AJ Styles would make him because right now, I mean, I don't think we have a biggest heel here on the at least on the men's side of the roster. We don't have a biggest heel. If you beat AJ Styles, that's the type of heat that could take you into you know the summer. Yeah, but you know, even a good showing, put up a good fight, and that could also go a long way for him. Yeah, earn some respect from the audience, mm-hmm. but. Uh, after this, we got six-man tag Imperium featuring Walter, the leader, taking on MSK and Riddle, who all come riding in together on scooters. And Yeah, you know Walter. He's a special attraction. Anytime you see him wrestling on TV, I'm automatically going to be uh, interested. It's so. going to be a big moment. And this match was riddled with, <laughs> riddled with um, uh, commentary pot jokes. <laughs> Of course. Um, there was one where I think, uh, who's the guy, not Wade Barrett, but the other one. What's his name? Vic Joseph? Yeah. Vic, yeah, Vic, Vic Joseph, Joseph would say, oh, Riddle uh, <clears throat> Riddle really helped MSK with um, a new degree of higher learning. 
<laughs> and then Wade Barrett goes, ho, ho, higher learning. Um, oh. there, ho, ho, higher learning. <laughs> there, was a couple, there was a couple of those peppered in there. You know you were going to get it because I guess weed is the gimmick, I guess? Pretty much. Okay. Uh, whatever. I mean, crowd was hot. They were loving Riddle, chanting bro, bro, everything he did. Uh, and Imperium just, you know, showing that fine traditional style wrestling uh msk and riddle doing the high flying and yeah all the puns yeah flying high flying high a lot of that (laughs) kind of shit yeah yeah uh riddle and walter square off and everyone was going nuts for that yeah just lots of cool double team triple team moves uh riddle and msk hit like a floating bro suicide dive all at the same time riddle just goes on a roll hits a floating bro and then an rko get the win for him and msk yeah to get the big win and uh i think right around this time if not immediately after immediately before of course they had uh announced um there will be a dusty classic this year again the dusty tag team classic msk probably looking to get those uh belts back who knows maybe be two-time winners of that uh of that championship but um this was walter losing his first match as a as a full member of the NXT roster, maybe in the you know he could be going back to the UK. I don't remember the last. I think was the last match he had possibly was the one against Ilya Dragunov. Maybe uh, you know we don't follow the NXT UK, so that was the been, last match know. that he had. There you go. He performed so. at some live shows when WWE went over there. Um, yeah. But yeah. I'm hoping he's uh, staying and, yeah, maybe even going to the main roster. Who knows what they yeah. to do with him. Uh, but we got a triple threat match for the NXT Women's title. Mandy Rose defends against Raquel Gonzalez and Cora Jade. Uh, and they all, you know, took their own mode of transportation. Mandy flew in on a helicopter. Raquel drives in on her motorcycle. And Cora course has her little banana board so. has a little banana board very efficient a very efficient way maybe she could upgrade to a long board sometimes good for too. the environment yeah uh yeah fast paced mash here raquel showing off that strength she picks up both women on her shoulders it's a big double samoan drop there and uh of course triple threat rules means no dq so mandy pulls out the kendo stick and uh everyone takes turns just beating each other with that and uh, yeah, like you said, this crowd was loud all night. They were loving this match, chanting, this is awesome. And, uh, Raquel tosses Cora to the floor. Mandy gets scared, tries to run away. So Raquel grabs her, hits the Chagola bomb, makes the pin. But then Cora just comes flying off the top rope with a senton to break it up. So Raquel gets pissed, tries to super- superplex her. But then Jade reverses it, shoves her to the floor. Goes after Mandy, but then Mandy catches her in a pin and gets a three to retain her belt. Corest, uh feeling a little green in this match for me personally. I think when she went for that senton, I think she landed kind of right on her back. Like kind of like right in the middle of the back there. You know, it's obviously, <laughs> obviously everybody has some things to work on. My biggest takeaway from this was... You know, like you know, we got a lot of let's go Mandy, let's go Cora type things, but Raquel Gonzalez almost getting the Braun Strowman treatment, where uh, you're there for the big moment, you're there for the big yeah. power moves, no one's fucking cheering for you. 
That's a good comparison. Yeah. Which I think is a little ironic, considering that they are a uh, you know an, a, a real life couple. I think that is uh, <laughs> I think that is a little ironic. But yeah, it's 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 not a good position to be in. One, considering Braun Strowman was released, but two, um, he was re- he was always put Braun Strowman was always put into these mo- into these positions that nobody cared about. You know, like we had just mentioned before, a uh, or I, uh, one particular match, it was the Brock Braun Kane. Like yeah. Brock was there to carry the load, so Kane can take the pin, so Brock can win. <laughs> it's you're like it, it, it seems very very formulaic. And Raquel Gonzalez, I'm worried that she will fit into this similar category. Two, she's not as over as the other women in the division. You can certainly look at Mandy, Cora, even the likes of an Io Shirai type, I think would be more mm-hmm. over right now. Is it, it might only be a matter of time until, you know, the rest of, I mean, we also have the women toxic attraction. We're all we're waiting for is another female superstar to come up in NXT, and then Raquel Gonzalez kind of falls by the wayside. Look what happened to Indy Hartwell. She's kind of gone already. Yeah. No, so, I think uh, now's the time. Put Raquel in the Royal Rumble and do her call up from yeah, there. Yeah, call her up before it's too late, right? Because we do have an incredibly strong, dominant former shooty winner. Um, yeah, and we don't want her to, you know, fall back just like Braun did. And then if she's on the main roster, you can use Tamina less, right? <laughs> it's all about <laughs> how do we use Tamina less? Because Raquel's big, uh, yeah. Big tall woman. So exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Andre Chase comes out for a teachable moment and honors one of his students with a full scholarship for uh, taking a beating for him last week. Congratulations. Von Wagner comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Von Wagner comes out, got his full beard going on, and just says, I hear your booze. And just insults the crowd, gets mad, attacks Chase, and then starts attacking members of the crowd. That's surely got to be illegal. Yeah, plant or not, you can't just do that. (laughs) Yeah, you can't just assault people out of nowhere. But anyways, uh, let's go to the main event. This big NXT title match, Tommaso Ciampa defending against Braun Breaker in his 14th match ever. The biggest match of his life. Yeah, immediately. Uh, Yeah, and during his entrance, he makes a statement. There's a giant gold X, and he just kicks it in half. Like it's made of styrofoam or something. <laughs> or something. <laughs> uh, but yeah, crowd's hot for both these guys. And they just put on a great match here. Breaker showing off that power. Just lifting Ciampa with ease. And the dueling chants going on. Let's go, Ciampa. Oof, oof, oof. Yeah, the orf, orf, orf <laughs> is really turning into something. Here. I love it. It's one of my favorite chants right now. The, it's so <laughs> simple. Anyone can do it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just like the crowd, these two guys were dueling back and forth, and uh, Breaker pulling out a new one, a standing moonsault at one point. And he pulled that off flawlessly. Oh, yeah, no problem there. Uh, well, I think his knee might have clipped Ciampa in the head, or I don't know what happened because at one point Ciampa comes up just bleeding a little bit, just a little bit there, yeah, yeah. Nothing too crazy, but uh, the bald head lets it smear around, you know? <laughs> yeah, so. the sweat, the sweaty bald head, it just sort of... Yeah. Uh, but it fires him up, though. He just goes on a roll, hits Breaker with a big... Sp- or, yeah, Breaker hits him with a big spear to cut him off and goes for the finisher, but Chompa counters, hits the Willow's Bell, just spiking Breaker down, but he kicks out of that. So Chompa's getting desperate, starts peeling the mat off of the floor, exposing the concrete... 
Uh, but then Breaker is able to pick him up, slams him through the announce table. And then back in the ring, uh, he hits the big press power slam, makes the pin. But Ciampa gets the hand on the rope at two. And uh, Ciampa won't let go. He just starts holding onto the ropes for dear life. And Breaker steps in between. And Ciampa snaps the ropes, smacking Breaker right in the balls. Little dirty pool there. Uh, and then he lowers the knee pad, exposes the knee, and just starts smashing Breaker in the head. Multiple knee strikes over and over. Uh, and then hits the fairy tale ending. This could be it. But Breaker kicks out. The crowd, woof, 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 woof. Everyone's barking now. <laughs> I or, thought or, it might have been or, over or, there. Or, 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 or. <laughs> My dog got up. He started going, What's going on? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I thought it could have been over, but Breaker fights back. He hits a big bulldog off the top rope. Very appropriate. And then he locks in the Steiner recliner. Tommaso Ciampa taps out. Braun Breaker, new NXT champ. Just like that, in a match which was already branded with no commercial breaks, and they delivered on that. Yeah, uh, that was very gave very us awesome. the full, you know, talented rookie versus wily veteran. Every power move that uh, Braun Breaker had, Ciampa had an an- had a multiple move answer. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought this was a great match. Even yeah, everything Breaker won me over in the last couple months. Uh, I think he's won everyone over, he's... Mike. I was the first one to tell you, who the <laughs> fuck is this guy? Yeah. Um, he's just one of those natural talents. He's like the Brock Lesnar's, the Kurt Angles of the world. He's just gifted. And uh, the push is deserved at this point. The push was deserved. And certainly the biggest 2.0 moment, I think, to date was probably this. You know, crowning your first new champion of the new era. I mean, and there was no bigger middle finger to triple to Hunter and William Regal than the initial bursting through of the NXT black and gold X. I cannot think of a bigger, (laughs) no, the times have now changed uh, with that, first, along with uh, Carmelo Hayes' victory uh, before, and now Tommaso Ciampa's loss here, uh, alongside kind of, you know, the releases that came with it, we are done. Like The changing of the guard. It really it has, it as, as, the queens would, as the queen would say. <laughs> that is exactly yeah. it. You can, uh, you can go through and on Twitter and Instagram, I'm sure, find uh, Rick Steiner was there also in the crowd. Yeah, um, I heard they had Tommaso a nice Ch- little embrace after. Yeah, Ciampa went up to shake Rick Steiner's hands, of course. You know, I'm sure they had a few words for each other also. And, uh, of course, after the match, um, before Braun Breaker even raised that belt, he looked over to Ciampa, who gave him the nod. And uh, and he went. Um, and he went. I mean, man. What, what, and he what, went what, off into the sunset. Yeah, what more, what more, what more can you say? I mean, I guess. Uh, yeah. We don't quite know Tommaso Ciampa's contractual uh, place, but um, either I'd say either he's gone or he shows up at the Rumble and he's on one of the brands. It's one of the two. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, it's hard to say. I would say his time in NXT has come to a close. Yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, great way to go out, put over the new guy. Great match. That's the that's the only way to go out, right? And that's the first time he because his first title reign he didn't lose the belt he had to forfeit it. He had to forfeit injury, yeah. So it's the first time he actually lost the belt in a match. So there you go. I mean that says something to you too. One of the all time greats of NXT, 
along with Adam Cole, along with Johnny Gargano. Um, yeah, he's one of those top. The Mount Rushmore of NXT is one yeah, of those guys. Yeah, if we were to yeah paint a few people on those guys, Bo Dallas, you know, I mean, it's all some of the, <laughs> some of the best that have ever graced NXT. Uh, that was our episode. That was New Year's Evil. Can't wait for uh, can't wait for next week's show. Yeah, let's get into our uh, let's get into our last uh, show of the week then, um, because our little homegrown wrestling company has made it to a bigger network, and that's always an exciting <laughs> news, right? Like when SmackDown moved to Fox. And The Rock showed up to beat up Baron Corbin. Uh, so let's <laughs> <laughs> so let's get ourselves into a new new station. Who dis? Uh, of course, we're talking about some All Elite Wrestling Dynamite. AEW, All Elite, they coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. Where um, this is a big show for a few reasons. Not only are we moving on to um, TBS. We also have multiple championship matches, championship crownings, of course. The TBS Championship Tournament will be culminating here between Jade Cargill and Ruby Soho. Um, but the show kicks off with the way that I'm pretty sure Winner's Coming kicked off, too. Uh, with our AEW champion, Adam Hangman Page, taking on Brian Danielson. Hangman Page, Danielson, two same bit with but with judges, I guess. So our judges uh, still not too sure, and they didn't really explain it, but that's fine. Um, yeah, I mean they showed him at ringside. They showed him. It was Mark, Mark Henry, Big Show, and someone. Jerry Lynn. Jerry yeah, Lynn. Okay. Yeah. So uh, whatever. But I think you know. I think most of us thought they're probably not going to go the time limit again. Yeah. Uh, and didn't need to. You know, the 60 minute was a classic. This one uh, was, they didn't, yeah, just whatever. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Let's just get into it. Brian, he's healing it up early on. He's rolling out of the ring. He's doing his jumping jacks. But yeah, pretty much just picking up where they left off. Just more fantastic wrestling. Back and forth. Crowd cheering for both guys. But uh, yeah, early on, Hangman hits a suicide dive, goes for another one, but Brian avoids it. Uh, Hangman flies into the barricade, and uh, Brian just starts ramming him into the post, uh, yeah, trying to weaken the arm of Hangman, the lariat arm. Uh, yeah, so, uh, and then outside the ring, Page takes a run at Brian, but he gets caught with a dropped toehold, slams himself headfirst into the steel steps, and then Hangman comes up bleeding. He's busted open, so, uh, yeah, he's getting checked on, and, uh, Brian just starts beating him up, the bloody hangman, all around the ring, and uh, surely Brian's got to be ahead on the scorecards at this point. But yeah, I I, I didn't keep count. <laughs> no, not that it actually matters. But uh, <clears throat> one cool little spot where they pick he picks him up for a vertical suplex, and then they like fall over the top ropes, bounce off the apron, and hit the floor while still maintaining the suplex. Yeah, Adam Adam Page <laughs> holds on. I think uh, he yeah. kind of holds on, but then Daniel Bryan kind of turns it around and uh, slams Adam Page head first into that square ring post. Excalibur's always yeah. want to let us know that it's a square shape. I mean, it's dangerous. That's it's dangerous. dangerous. They only they must be doing it just for the sake of must be. being dangerous. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that just busts Hangman even more. He's a bloody mess, but he returns the favor. Bryan gets slammed hard and he comes up, up bleeding even more. A real juicy blade job here on this one. Uh, Brian just leaking. Both of them. Crimson oil all over the place. <laughs> uh, 
So then Hangman, they climb to the top rope. Hangman hits that awesome, the moonsault, fallaway slam. Big two count there. Uh, Hangman's on the floor. Brian goes for a dive off the apron. But Hangman catches him, hits a dead eye onto the floor. And I love Brian selling. He started like twitching his legs. He leg starts twitching his legs, and you're, and you're like, oh, dude, you have too much neck history for me to uh, for me to think that's cool." Yeah. So he picks Brian up, rolls him into the ring, goes for the buckshot lariat, but Brian collapses to the mat, avoids being hit. Uh, so Hangman goes to grab him, but Brian plays possum, just catches Hangman in a roll up, transitions into the label lock, but Hangman is able to break out of that. Goes for the buckshot. Brian ducks. Hits the Boo Psycho knee. Makes the cover. Hangman kicks out at two. The crowd's on their feet at this point. Both men are just a bloody mess. Uh, just slugging it out back and forth. Brian hits a big spike gotch pile driver. But Hangman kicks out again. Uh, fights back. Hits a big a high angle backdrop. Brian crumples up. Nearly lands on his head there. Uh... And then by the time he gets up, Hangman set him up for the buckshot lariat, hits it, and gets the three. He's finally finished the job. And retains and the belt. Retained outright. That's exactly it. It took AEW exactly five days to put out a match of the year. Uh, <laughs> candidate, of course, you know, courtesy of the best wrestler on the planet, uh, Brian Danielson, and a ballsy world champion coming into his own. I think. Uh, yeah, we had so yeah. many. We had so long of just the way that it was booked, and you're like, oh, he could wrestle this whole time. Uh, Hangman Page throughout his uh, his time as the AEW Tag Champion, and then going through his personal struggles. And you're like, oh, well, we haven't seen much of him. I don't know what he can do. It's like, oh yeah, no, he can. He could have wrestled this whole time. He, they, <laughs> they, they were literally holding it on because they knew that this was gonna come one day. Yeah, um, and uh, for Adam Page to finally beat Brian Danielson, uh, that's how that's how you put a fucking kid over. You know, he's the better champion. Uh, both guys win, and I'm just excited to see what's next for Brian Danielson. Really. I love this new gimmick of I'm more athletic than you. Um, Brian, da Brian Danielson, who can take nothing and turn it into a gimmick. Uh, yeah, I think I think he'll be less heelish now mm -hmm. that he's done with Hangman. Yeah, maybe we now we need a true more. heel to take down, um, I guess, uh, Revolution is the next um, <clears throat> thing we're building to. I think later on we maybe saw that there's a bash at the beach thing coming yeah, up. Yeah, beach break. Beach break, whatever it's called. Or whatever um, it is, yeah too many uh but that's <laughs> but yeah but that's exactly it i like brian danielson's just i'm more athletic than you it sort of it, it brings me back to his time as the planet's champion where the whole gimmick was just like i conserve shit yeah <laughs> that was it's the like, gimmick. i'm not he's if you think yeah it's he wasn't even so being an so asshole. easy he's... it's so simple to make something work and he for him for him he can make for him make anything work yeah he you could know, have yeah, made his... the carrion cross main roster debut work i bet <laughs> <laughs> But uh, his first ever loss here in AEW, but uh, does not hurt a legend like him. And no, he'll probably hold that title at some point. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, God, it's got to yeah. happen. Yeah. Awesome match. Just under 30 minutes, but it had all it needed. Great sequel to that first one. So, yeah. Awesome. All around. <clears throat> uh, then right after that, we had MJF taking on Captain Sean Dean. Uh, getting a big opportunity here. And. 
Uh, right as the bell rings, CM Punk comes running out, which causes MJF to slide out of the ring, run off, and uh, CM Punk then just turns and hits Sean Dean, strikes him with a GTS, uh, causing the DQ. Uh, maybe the second I guess. ever DQ. Yeah, I think there's the causing yeah. the DQ. Yeah. Yeah, the second ever maybe in AEW history. There's very rare. Very very rare. Yeah. Uh, About but it was approxim- approximately the amount that's on every week of Raw. Yeah. Two. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean uh, the records show. Sean Dean has beaten MJF. Got the win there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Punk gets on the mic and says, hey, MJF, this is going to happen every single match you have until you step in the ring with me. So MJF's like, oh, PG Punk, which the crowd actually chanted, PG Punk. PG so they're kind of on MJF's side. Of it. I don't know. Punk. Uh, and he says, you think you're Roddy Piper, but the last time I checked, Piper was talented enough to main event a WrestleMania. Little ooh. Classic ooh. And then, <laughs> and then he says, Yeah, if I'm not showing the proper respect around here, maybe I'll main event a mania too. And ooh. Punk just laughs. <laughs> yeah. Another ooh. Punk laughs and says, Stop talking and fight me. If you think the grass is greener on the other side, then main event night four of a buy one, get one free extravaganza. <laughs> he's talking about Wrestle Kingdom or Mania. I, can't I, don't, I don't know what he's talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what? It, it, it does. It, it raises the question for me: where it's like, is there a chance? Is there a time where you lay off on the WWE references? And it it, it just really depends how they're used. You know, where it's like yeah. Corey Graves, because you can't reference anything else. They have to say, <laughs> he has to say, AJ Styles is a champion all over the world because they can't say former Impact champion, former IWGP, because, you know, because they're not allowed to say it. It's almost like just saying something like main event WrestleMania lets me know that this is contextually in the real world. Yeah. You know, we're not yeah, in some good. we're not in some fantasy land where literally nothing else exists besides what I'm watching. We're in the real world where it's like, yeah, Re- WrestleMania exists. Yeah, Wrestle Kingdom exists. It's uh, I don't know. It is it is a little bit refreshing considering on in WWE it's something you don't hear at all. Yeah, it's good to acknowledge it, but uh, I don't think they want to overuse it as a point of. Just to get a reaction, just to be like, ooh, he said WrestleMania. Of course not. Yeah, you do have to be, you know, you have to be a little subtle with how you use it. But yeah, it keeps it in the real world. Yeah, like it should. Yeah, exactly. It shouldn't mm-hmm. be a forbidden word or no. anything. But anyways, we close out. MJF says, you want the match, you son of a bitch? Well, next week you're going to fight Wardlow. Wardlow, so. who's been on a string of wins. Oh, yeah. We'll get to him in a second. Yeah, we'll get to him in a little bit. But yeah, this is a big uh, this is a big match for Punk. It's also a big match for Wardlow. Arguably yeah. Wardlow's biggest match. Arguably bigger than the Cody uh, cage match, which we saw at sometime last year. It'll be a lot of fun to see how AEW books this match because we've been saying it. I think we've been saying it since August twentieth. When's CM Punk gonna lose? We've been <laughs> saying it this whole time. It has yeah, to happen eventually. I mean. I mean, MJF could get revenge, come out, hit Wardlow, and so Wardlow wins by DQ, and then that also progresses the MJF-Wardlow splitting up. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, buddy, I had to do it, man. Punk had to lose. Well, Punk had to lose somehow, bud. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they book that one next yeah. week. 
But then we get Chris Jericho coming out uh, to speak, which I thought was kind of weird having two big talking segments back to back. But mm-hmm. no big deal. He just kind of hypes up. This is his first time back on TBS since uh, WCW 1999. So uh, talks about 2.0 and they come out to respond and he just kind of makes fun of them for one of them being a square head, the other guy being a pinhead. Yeah, nah, not the greatest little segment, but whatever. Garcia shows up, Eddie Kingston shows up, Santana and Ortiz, they all chase each other off. Yeah, Jer- where we're at with Jericho now is a little confusing. Um, because clearly the company's fine without him. I yeah. don't know the type of, you know, financial draw that he is if he's... Uh, you know, getting viewers in because I know anytime, anytime Matt would see me or I would be watching Dynamite and Matt would see Jericho, he'd go. He, his first thing would be, "Wow, Jericho doesn't look good." It's like to to have <laughs> the, to have the visual recognition, but then immediately undercut yeah. with a diss. I don't no, know if that's, that's exactly, a good thing necessarily. So that's exactly what my buddy Jake said. He's yeah. like, "Yeah, I checked out that AEW." Like, man, Jericho, he's gone downhill. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, okay, great, they notice him, but yeah. it's not a good notice. It's a it's a bad yeah. notice. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, this uh, this whole segment didn't add anything to me, and I mean, yeah, sure, it's good for 2.0 Garcia to rub elbows with some big guys, but yeah, I don't know. All I did want to say like though, Fozzy got a new drummer. <laughs> oh, cool. Ah, uh, <laughs> oh, cool. Next up on the card, uh, <laughs> Wardlow. Well, I mean, yeah. Are, is it, are you are you following the band now? Are you a fan? No, just, just I, just, I just have my stories from my buddy who was also in a band who has played with Jer- who has played with Fozzie and I'd mentioned okay. I'd mentioned this to you before that uh, Judas was actually a song that was written for them for my friend's band, my friend's yeah. band declined and then like six years later it ends up being a Fozzie song. Um, yeah, they blew it. Who blew it? No offense. <laughs> well, yeah, no, because I remember I mentioned well, that to him, and I, mean, I was like, "Yeah, yeah," because I was he was like, "Oh yeah, the guy who writes the Fozzie songs, we also wrote with." And I was like, "Oh, let me know if you know this one." And he was like, "Yeah, that was going to be on our third record." I was uh-huh. like, "No fucking way!" And he says, "You know, this this was going to be one of the tracks on our third record. The third record never happened." But um, oh. and then he was wondering, he was like, "I wonder how much of the other material." Was being we we were writing also would you know is also now a Fozzie song so uh, kind of fun kind of funny interesting yeah, yeah interesting interesting uh, yeah then we had Wardlow taking on Antonio Zambroni I think it's Zambrano Zambrano sorry <laughs> not Zambrano <laughs> uh, sure yeah. why the hell not <laughs> uh, doesn't matter uh, before the match even starts Antonio or Spears hits him with. Uh, with a C4 right on the floor and then throws him into the ring. Wardlow's like, what the fuck? But then he goes, picks up the guy, hits him with four power bombs, and this time adds a fifth to get uh, yet another just squash win here. Yep, staying away from that F10 still. Yeah, but I don't think he's going to do this against Punk next week. So Probably not. CM Punk's probably a more, uh, you know, a more talented performer so we'll have to it could be his his true t- one of his you know he hasn't had a real test of his skills in a little while this could be it yeah uh but it's time to crown the first ever tbs champion here the finals jade cargill takes on ruby so oh 
Uh, Cargill, 22-0 going in here. Got her daughter in the front row watching. Mm -hmm. But uh, the crowd is on Ruby's side mostly here. As they should, uh, so. as they should be, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so things are going all right, but then uh, Mercedes Martinez comes out, starts talking trash. So Thunder Rosa runs out, and decks her. And, uh, match continues. Jade just starts targeting Ruby's shoulder throughout the match, and Ruby makes a comeback. So Mark Sterling jumps on the apron. Aubrey Edwards, she's had enough, ejects him. Jade grabs Ruby. For the jaded, but she escapes, hits the no future kick, makes the cover, but Jade kicks at it too. Uh, they fight their way up to the second rope. Then Cargill picks her up, hits a bit of a sloppy jaded, yeah. but uh, gets a three count. So Jade Cargill, your first ever TBS champ. Etching her name in the history books. You know what? This uh, it, For me, it became very early on in this tournament that Jade Cargill was going to win. Yeah, it seems like it. Um, especially as, which is nothing wrong with that. AEW's trying no, to build fine. towards their future and enhancing their women's division. Um, while at the same time, you know, responding to some of those criticisms that previous performers have had to the, um, towards Tony Khan and the booking regarding, uh, you know, equ equality to all the performers and exposure and those sorts of things. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Jake Cargill, she's going to learn as she goes. And it's not always going to be pretty. But as we can see, she's a hard worker, she's fucking strong, she's athletic, and she's got the look. You know, Tony Khan is probably sitting by a money printing machine, just kind of <laughs> waiting for the order to come in, and then boop, 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 boop. She has that, she has that kind of star power, um, Yeah, I think, you know. And, you know. Because the more, the... the more Jade Cargill gets to work with the Ruby Sohos of the world, she will get better, you know. Yeah, and being, you know, the TBS champion, is it'll still kind of be the secondary title. Not in a, a bad way, but, you know, so not, not as much spotlight, not as much load to carry as the Brit Breaker would. Exactly. So. I, I'm curious to see how they're going to book both this and the TNT title. You know, now that we're sort of, you know, on a, you know, uh, naming naming the title after the, the station you're on is a bold choice. But, yeah, I'm curious to see how they, how they real, really differentiate this between this and um, and that TNT title. Yeah, we shall see. But uh, after that, we got Malachi Black taking on Brian Pillman Jr., who uh, comes out swinging, but uh, Black cuts him off. Uh, Julia Hart at ringside wearing that eye patch from that, that black <laughs> mist. The, the misting. Yeah, so uh, yeah, near the end, Pillman goes for a springboard into the ring, but he kind of slips up there, falls down, crashes and burns, but... Uh, Black just kind of picks him up, hits a spinning heel kick, gets the win. Dominated. Yeah, pretty dominant performance. Yeah, I think after the Malachi. match, uh, um, he 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 kind of teased like he was gonna come after uh, Julia Hart after, but but then um, you know Penta, Ray Phoenix, they hit the ring. Um, then the arena goes black, and then. Well, there goes Malachi Black. He's uh, he 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 kind of appears back up on the ring. Uh, yeah, he yeah. teleports. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Lucha Bros are out here, so uh, let's stay because they've got a main event to do. Well, AEW. Before before we get in, before we just get into that main event, my takeaway from here is, uh, we are now on the countdown to Brody King's arrival. Is my guess. 
Uh, for this, um, this I know, House of Black that he keeps talking so about. So I know that you're not the biggest uh, bro. Have we? I, th- I feel like you've told me before that you are not, are not the biggest fan of Brody King. Um, I don't know if I know much about him. Okay, then I must be thinking of somebody else who you said you didn't like. Uh, okay, yeah, he's just, he's an independent guy, one of the guys who you know. He's been Ring of Honor. He's been uh, PWG. He is currently alongside Malachi Black, the PWG Tag Team Champion. Uh, their team is known as the Kings of the Black Throne. Uh, mostly because they both look like... Honestly, Brody King looks like if Malachi Black was four inches taller and 100 pounds heavier. Like, they're both just dudes covered with tattoos and hair. Yeah. Like, they're both, like, that's, like, both of their look. But like you said, yeah, the House of Black is coming, and I think Brody King will be uh, the first edition. And um, if I'm calling this right now, Julia Hart. Yeah. I like, cool. like you had said, the Black Mist does something to you. It takes you over as a performer, and I think every good faction needs a female counterpart, you know, or a female to, you know, operate that side of the division. Yeah. Why not Julia? Why uh, not Julia Hart? Yeah, and I think that's good company for her to keep. You know, do a bit more than just manage the the Hollywood. Very much so. Yeah, very much so. As soon as you're put into a position where you're doing shit, you know, a baby face. It's hard to manage a baby face and feel like you're doing something important because you're always going to get the rug pulled over your head, and you're the one who's going to (laughs) get fucked with. Yeah. Uh, you know, but hey, if you can move over to a heel team, well, that's one thing. Only you're going to be doing the fucking. <laughs> we'll see, though. But uh, yes, they're teasing the reveal soon of this black, the House of Black. That's what they're calling House it. of Black. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, and Pack as well. You know, he got sprayed. He might show up. He's he was wearing that eye patch. Yeah, I don't think we've seen him in a little while, actually. Yeah. But let's go to this main event. Lucha Brothers defending the AEW World Tag Titles against Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Uh, yeah, just a fun match here. Lots of high-flying moves from everyone. Uh, fun little spot where all four guys kind of had their hands linked together. And Ray and Jungle Boy do like a springboard moonsault arm drag. Just big, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know, just a cool, cool fun moves. little thing. Uh yeah, Penta hits the Made in Japan for a big near fall on Jungle Boy. Uh, and then they pick him up. They go for the no fear. But then the lights shut out. And they come back on and nobody's there. And the crowd boos. I guess they wanted something. I, uh, it felt like, I felt like a tease for another Malachi Black, House of Black type thing. Yeah, and then JR was like, oh, the lights have gone off too many times for my liking tonight. <laughs> Which uh, they do like it a me lot, too, but. Jr. Me too. <laughs> uh, Penta hangs Jungle Boy up on the top rope, and then hits this crazy like hanging package pile driver onto the apron. Uh, and then him and Phoenix hit the combination Fear Factor, their finishing move, make the cover, but Jungle Boy kicks out. So they're kicking into high gear here, and uh, this is when the Lucha Brothers manager, what's his name? I Alex Abrahantes. Alex, yeah, he comes up. He sets up a table at ringside. Uh, this is when things take an ugly turn. As uh, Ray Phoenix gets caught by Luchasaurus, choke slammed off the apron through the table, and in the, on the very moment, I didn't notice it until they showed the replay. And my God, this was graphic. Uh, Phoenix arms just literally snaps in half backwards on landing, and 
He screams, points to the officials, like points at his arms. You can tell it was fucked up. It uh, looked a lot like a Tom Segura situation there. Just the way he. Oh yeah, fell yeah, on yeah, him. yeah. Yeah, I don't know the prognosis. I mean, it could be a dislocated elbow, could be anything. But either well, way, that arm. Prognosis is negative. Or uh, positive. Um. <laughs> so what are you telling me here? Ah, uh, dislocated elbow. Well, I guess that's better than a break. Better than a break. He'll be out for some time, though. Yeah, either way, it was an ugly, ugly situation there. But uh, thankfully, this was right at the end of the match anyways. I think they were supposed to take them out. So uh, back in the ring, Penta tries to finish off Jungle Boy. But he gets countered into a pin. Jungle Boy gets the three. So Jurassic Express have finally done it. Captured the tag titles. And new. Yeah, Jungle Boy, his mom and sister, they're at ringside crying. And, uh, yeah, just a nice celebration. Christian hands his boys their first title belts. The crowd sings a song. Cops off a great episode, other than that unfortunate injury there. But I feel like everything's still, the match pretty much went as planned. That was supposed to be the ending, the winners. It was just, uh, yeah, ugly, ugly, bad freak accident. Oh, and why did it have to happen to Ray Phoenix? You know, the guy who always has this fucking shit happen to him. Yeah, it's almost like it's it's one of those professional wrestling highlights that you never want to watch again. Um, yeah. And you can just I fucking... mean, we t- we talked about Psycho Sid earlier. It was yeah. pretty similar to That's that. That's another one a... you never want to watch again. Yeah, we're just hoping for, we're just hoping for the best for Ray Phoenix. It's a uh... Ah, it's you know you hate seeing it. You hate seeing it, right? Um, that being yeah. said, though, to focus on some of those positives. Um, Jungle Boy, big moment for him. Big moment for him too. You know, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, yeah. one of the, they were like one of the first tag teams that came into AEW, right? And to see them capturing the title after so many, you know, after a couple of years and attempts, and Jungle Boy being the top of the fucking thing forever. Yeah, I mean, I thought they were going to be the ones to beat the Young Bucks, but you know, Lucha Bros had this little run in between, which is fine. You know. We yeah. said AEW hasn't had a lot of short runs, so it's okay to do them now and then. Um, Hardly a short run. Both uh, SCU and FTR had shorter runs than uh, than Lucha Bros well, did. Well, I guess it just felt short. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they only had one. Few, I guess they feuded with FTR. But anyways, either way, they had a, a good reign. Good match. Everything except for the injury was great. Great episode. Of, of course. I think after the match, uh, cameras caught Santana and Ortiz, Bla- uh, Alistair Black. Sorry, not Alistair Black, Malachi Black, um, Chris Jericho. They were all watching, and a few others watching. I don't down. know why they, yeah, why did they cut to Jericho? What did he have uh, to do? Yeah, what the fuck does Jericho have to do with any of this shit? Stop <laughs> being on television, but Chris Jericho. I think they just wanted to not show the injury at ringside. Like, I think okay, they were hoping for anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and of course, yeah, uh, the entire, all the baby faces came out and, um, you know. Or all the tag teams came yeah, out. Yeah, all and, the like, baby face tag teams came out to applaud them. Because uh, you're right, this tag division is so, and we've been saying this before, it's so incredibly stacked. We're, we're waiting for Red Dragon. Maybe to pose as the first legitimate threat to those championships. I mean, we just, you know, I mean, the 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 Adam Cole Red Dragon thing alongside uh, Christian Cage and uh, Jurassic Express. You know, they've been going out for a little while. I wouldn't be surprised if Revolution. We're looking at Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish looking uh, to take down that uh, that championship. Could be. Or maybe we get a big multi-man tag match. I feel like we haven't had yeah. too many of those. Haven't had one of those in a little while. Yeah, so um, it'll be interesting to see exactly what happens. But, um, God, that was 
the last of our wrestling shows. It was a longer episode of the podcast for us this week. Let's finish off the show. We still have to get one thing out of the way, and that's by um, giving you a Wrestler of the Week. It's the Wrestler of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week of the Week. For the very first Wrestler of the Week of 2022, Mike, I gotta give it to someone who uh, not only not only had a great week, but Mike, uh, we mentioned this before earlier in the show, truly won me over um, over the last few weeks. You know what? Uh, so many of these AEW debuts or whoever they are, we like them already. It's easy to give CM Punk Wrestler of the Week. We already know he's fucking fantastic. <laughs> you know, where yeah. Kyle O'Reilly shows up, Adam Page shows up, Brian Danielson shows up. They were like, we know these guys fucking got it. But I really have to give my Wrestler of the Week this week to Braun Breaker, who I want to find the recording from that first week of 2.0 of me saying, <laughs> Braun Breaker, who the fuck is this guy? And why is he on my TV? I, be- I bet I probably said something along those lines. Uh-huh. I'm uh, sure we can track that recording. I'm sure down. we can track down that recording. <laughs> um, and yeah, him, him coming full circle, winning the biggest match of his career, um, and being built up so incredibly well. He lost the first opportunity that he had for this championship. Then he won at War Games, and now he won this. It felt so organic, really. And uh, you don't get to see that too often. Braun Breaker, you're my wrestler of the week. Yeah, like you said, this is a big show. It was a big week, almost like three pay-per-views. Just yeah. all the weekly shows. <laughs> well, well, had... Yeah, day one, New Year's Evil, New Year's Bash Smash, TBS. I mean, <laughs> yeah. fuck. Yeah, it was huge. So, uh, And like you said, I could easily just give it to Brian Danielson every week. But uh, <laughs> no, we're going to give it to the people who stepped up and, you know, proved something. We are. Uh, you gave it to Braun Breaker, but I'm going to give it to the bunny for just... That street fight, the the blood she shed, the heart she showed. Uh, good Canadian girl. Uh, good Canadian kid. And, uh, Always going to give it to a good Canadian kid. Yeah. So there you go, Bunny. Looking forward. This team you have a penalty for it. I like it. Yeah. That was fantastic. That was great. Way to kick off 2022 um, with, uh, with these new things. Thanks for listening, folks. Rate, view, like, and subscribe. The show is everywhere. And uh, the next you'll be hearing our voices. We'll be uh, we'll be walking the red carpet. My tux is at the cleaners uh, because <laughs> oh it's, baby because it's shooty season. We're gonna get the shooties out of the way before our next recording. Can't wait. The final results are being tabulated. That's right. Uh, like we said, this episode had a couple matches that made a last minute push. Mm-hmm. So have to include that before we get to that but uh the shooties very much so thanks for listening folks uh really can't wait for those shooties mike you take care of yourself yeah have a good one i'll talk to you soon Shoot.